Was that actually what you were going for, or was that just yeah, kind of? Yeah, because the one I called Jar, uh, I called uh, Chukis, and the other one I called Laurels. Laurels? Yeah. Laurels. You know what? Laurels for a second there, Barclay. I forgot that Luke starts with an L. This, <laughs> this Lucas starts with an L. Not all of them do. It's a very common uh, miss. It's like Sean and Scene. It's that sort of thing. Hey, do I need to turn off my air conditioner? Is that background noising? Hold on. Don't say anything. It's annoying to me, going. but... It is. You're, you're doing a thing. Yeah, it's pretty hot out, but I'll turn it off. Deal it's with getting it. cooler. Beauty is pain, baby. No, it's not. Yeah, it's hotter than things, it was earlier. Things we sacrifice for I just got a fresh dew today. Oh, oh nice. Yep, and nice. I trimmed a little bit of length off Did of you do this. it yourself? Well, Franny did it for me, but yeah. How's that? So you let Franny cut your hair, but when I try to do it... You offered to shave. I would cry if someone shaved my head. Like, if oh. I got jackassed and someone did the wang thing, I would yeah. probably break out in a fit of rage. Really? Oh, I yeah, have I would cried me too. from having yeah. my hair cut before. So if Don't I get... touch my hair. One of these days, I'm going to give someone the, like, reverse fryer tuck. It's, it's, it's a look. It's a look. Just shave around the side have... and do a patch on the top. <laughs> I mean, if you just take mine to its logical conclusion, <laughs> that's what it would be. That's true. Although this is getting kind of long now. This is getting out there. Oh, you're almost like mulleting it. I'm reverse mulleting it. Yeah. Okay, I can oh, still do you, this. No, you're yeah. kind of I mean, it's long yeah, on the top too. Yeah, mullet but... is short on top, long in back. I'm going for long on top, short in back. So this, I'm not going to like it much longer. It's, it's almost where I want it. Nick has a full-blown mullet now. Yeah, I'm doing reverse mullet. I'm, I'm bringing reverse mullets back. They're a thing. I heard mullets were just coming back in general. Damn it, I kicked this thing. Have you ever seen the guy um, at work with the skullet? He's completely bald on top, but long in the back. Is he an oh. old guy? Is he a union he's, counselor? I don't that's know That's like some Metalocalypse really type of haircut. Yeah. Hey, he loves Metalocalypse. You could talk about it with him all day. I've never seen our, uh, our I'm surprised Kevin's never seen Metalocalypse. Yeah. Our, our pause should be at uh, 8 o'clock or 7.45-ish. What do you think? Don't worry yourself about it. When we're feeling it, we'll feel it, baby. I'll just do what I usually do and make a gesture that makes Yeah, you'll just be pause, like... Pause mid-sentence and then... <laughs> and then somebody will, like, trail off in the just middle of their sentence like they always <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah. Well, we do do a break every time just because it's nice to have. Yeah, you'll be like... <laughs> we, like to, we like to pee and... Yeah, blast our asses. Have like I still refuse to use your bidet. You should. It's great. What? You got to use it. It is, you would Charles. Like I'm it. learning the techniques. It is finicky, especially because my toilets aren't like severely bolted into the ground like an apartment's toilets. There's like one bolt that holds it. So when you go side to side, you can't just like willy nilly like ah, I gotta get up in there. You have to oh. like slowly lean so that you don't <laughs> tilt it and break the wax seal underneath. What do you and need then a new giant my toilet bolt? down here is a long toilet, so when you sit you're not centered, so you have to kinda like aim yourself. Wait, did you bidet both toilets? Oh yeah, both toilets. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I brought up the of, bidet at work. There, and... It was part of their sale. Uh for June 9th, twenty twenty two, they did six uh thirty percent off if you bought two. And I was like, so one would have cost me 110 bucks, two cost me 130 bucks. So I bought two. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah put one down here, that. put one up there, blasting asses all day. <coughs> yeah, I brought it up at work it's and great. everybody unanimously and simultaneously was just like, oh, you can't go back. Don't do it, man. Once you get a bidet, it's like. That's true. It's when I have to same. poop at work and I'm like, same. where's my, same. where's the jet? My and concern like, is like I reach I'm, down. I'm, I'm for a the very handle. heat sensitive ass. <laughs> it's it's shockingly not cold. 
It's like, like I, it's weird how acclimated you are to it before you think you're gonna. Be. I, I just feel like if it wasn't until like, the winter water, time, I would shoot off the toilet. So like, in so a like, of, like it shock. has it has this little buffer zone where water just comes pouring out of it, and then you hear it going, and then you turn a little more and you feel the resistance on the knob, and that's when the thing kicks out and sprays up. So you're like you're like playing that game where you're teetering <laughs> on the edge. You're edging yourself. Yeah. And then when it hits you, you are way more tensed up than you need to be for the temperature, so it doesn't feel off at all. You're just like, oh, that I built this up way too much. Ah. And when and when you're that tense, you're not really getting a full asshole cleanse because you're yeah. clenching. You so need you gotta, you gotta, you gotta really it up. loosen Dude, it up. Dude, this yeah, is yeah. all great content that we're missing out on. No, we're not missing it. I'm recording. Oh, oh have you? Perfect. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Who do you think I am? Welcome back to a very special episode of Men of the Machine. I'm Jake. I'm Kevin. I'm Charles. And I'm Lucas. I love using special episode of. Right. I use that on all the ones where it's something not in exactly. the last Exactly. You view. need to make sure that they know that this is different. Yeah. I freaking love that. Oh, anyways. I love it too. Um, we are back with another episode of Nutty Buddies, uh, which has just caught on with me. When I think of doing this i no longer think of podcasts with luke and charles i'm like oh i've even said it to franny yeah we got nutty buddies tonight and she's like oh, yeah good. i know what that is nutty yeah. buddies did i fuck up the intro do you not call it men in the machine comma nutty buddies? no i do oh, okay. i do i just i'm saying that that occurred to me this week where i was like i've stopped referring to this as men in the machine with charles and luke and i've started oh, okay. just calling it nutty buddies yeah, i got my <laughs> own i also call it nutty buddies like did i fuck it up it's a good but it's a it's ain't. a good like notator of what's going <laughs> yeah. on we're not yeah. dipping in anybody's fudge round, though. Uh, I have a yeah, question. You don't know that. I put that nutty buddy in my You can't mind. see below the waist right now. If we ever, like, let's just say dream scenario. We got, like, a couple of, um, what you call these? Uh, 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 Sponsors. Advertisements, uh, sponsorships. I would be willing to save 50 grand worth of it over, like, 10 years and pay Meg the Stallion to intro the, the, the show <laughs> with... Nutty buddies from the lyric of that song. I'd I, do it. I bet you she costs me too. That'd yeah. be awesome. I, so I was watching. I was watching a TikTok on how much artists cost, and they did based off like if a private venue wants to hire artists, you would be shocked how expensive people you wouldn't think are, and how cheap people you well, wouldn't think are, vice versa. Well, you know how easy it could be. You just hire someone on a cameo and have them say well, that. No, that's so you can't own that. I can't own that and put that on my podcast no for monetary gain. But no one's going to steal it. No, no, but if I used it for monetary gain, she could come after me. Is it? Because you're paying for it. Yeah, you're paying for the one time. Well, that'd be an interesting legal battle. I guess uh, it would have sure to be a good contract. Well. Good thing mm. the Nutty Buddies have a lawyer on retainer. <laughs> you, yet. Yet is the important thing. Hey, I can argue for days. I was listening to it, and what shocked me was, uh, so the top is like Kanye, Jay-Z, Drake. Those are guys are obvious. But Lil Uzi Vert, who is a big artist in his own he right, is. was like the fourth most expensive. And people like Kendrick Lamar were under him. Yeah. Because it's, have... it's about what you're willing to do. It's not like necessarily the rate for your fame. It's about what you as an artist are willing to, you know, negotiate with your manager. But I was shocked. I was blown out the water. I mean, like Lil Uzi crazy. Vert is like, he's a known name, but he's like, like, 
kind of like fringe. He's famous. not Kanye Jay Z. Yeah, he's kind of fringe. Like, like but him costing gets... more than Kendrick Lamar yeah. is yeah. like what? As ball, as I guess it depends wall. on the circle because like younger people are gonna want their content more voraciously get... than like yeah. we are that gonna want to see. That's true, people, and also so... certain people probably like like Jay Z and Kanye. They probably are uh, in that echelon of just like. I'll do it for five hundred thousand. Otherwise, don't even contact me. Whereas Lil Uzi Vert mm-hmm. is getting a lot more offers because of the people reaching out to him, and maybe he's able to like drive his value up and being like, oh, yeah. "I got people wanting me, so I'll only do it for blank." Which is, he's highballing because he's hot, and the other two are just so famous that they just kind of throw a price out. That's my guess. I wonder if it's inflated also because YouTubers are younger and like Twitch streamers. I are would younger. bet money. The biggest Twitch uh, uh, YouTubers, streamers, and and TikTok stars, which is yeah. weird oh, that it's TikTok's a thing, but it too, is yeah. the way. Like, I would bet the majority of them are bigger fans of Jay Z and Kanye than Lil Uzi Vert. I think it really depends on your age demographic. I'm, I'm talking as a whole, just like take every single big name internet celebrity and parcel them out by who they would rank higher. I guarantee Jay Z and Kanye are higher than. Lil I Uzi think Vert. I think they would be lying. Like they're gonna say Jay Z and Kanye that's because, not the they, point. because they know that's the right answer. You don't answer. get to pick that in and a And then poll. when they're behind in closed a doors, yeah. poll, when they put it out there, whatever the answer is, is what's taken. You got to think about. It doesn't matter. Think about when Jay Z and Kanye were at the peak of their popularity. That was like ten years ago. No, Jay Z was at the peak that, of his popularity. For Jay Z, like, it was more than that. For Kanye, like it is literally this, 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 this. He is still yeah. at a peak of fame. But. Not for his music. He more so goes like, don't even. Oh, Lucas and I are going to throw it out. Kanye is still the greatest producer in hip hop. He is still a top 10 rapper of all time, even with the current stuff he's playing. Don't start with me, Lucas. I didn't. I I thought it was pretty good. He's going to. I'm going to get. I'm going to. He's going to. I agree with Lucas. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> you guys don't listen to the music. You just go off the fact that he liked Trump for a day. True, That's dude. not how I this goes. And also, he's always gospel in the middle album. of them. Fucking you listen. Break. You listen like Charles does. You put on fucking that song from the, not Jesus Walks, the other one from Late Registration, and you're like, "This is peak Kanye. It doesn't ever get no. better than this for Kanye." I will. I will. No, that's just that. what I do. Lucas mm-hmm. doesn't do that. But I, do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do that. Lucas I appreciate do that. the the song I'm thinking of is the uh, "Fly Through the." Uh, 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 uh. What's that song? Na 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 na. Oh yeah, I'm gonna touch the sky. Touch Look the sky. Spock, Look at X oh, fly. Yeah. That is not one of my favorite Kanye songs. I didn't say it was one of your favorites. It's in. It's what you play as like. This is Kanye. You listen to Yeezus and you're like, not Kanye. Kanye. <laughs> and then you listen to Sierra Leone and you're like, this is Kanye. I. That's pretty accurate. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't it. disagree with you. <laughs> um. But okay. Quick aside, I know I've done the majority of the talking, but that's common thread with these. But I want it. I have a couple corrections to make from Nutty Buddy's lore. Allie brought to my attention a big one. Jake brought to my attention another one. And I think Franny did the other one? No, 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 no. Mine. The other one's mine. Well, kind of Franny. So, first one. Start with Jake one. Story I told last week about um, Matt giving me that thing. I wasn't home from camping. He was with me, yeah. and we went home for Mark's wedding. Yeah, I was there when he got the... Look, we stayed with you. That was that weekend when yeah. I stayed at Charles's, and you came over for breakfast oh. and had breakfast with us, Luke, remember? Oh, right. That was that weekend, and we picked it up on our way home. We were done, and we went and swung by Matt and got it. 
I mean, we were there for like two, almost three hours. Yeah, no, we were there. For, I said that on the cast. We were just talking because Matt's incredible and he was just a good conversationalist. So we were just fucking jabber John. Um, but because I'll eventually have a wiki one day, it's a guaranteed fact. I needed to clarify. <laughs> two, this one applies to you, Lucas. Oh, Allie man. brought it to my attention and I've got backup. Allie brought it to my attention that three, epi- two, two, three episodes ago, we talked about ramen, special ways to make it member uh-huh and you had your thing and charles had his thing and i basically chastised you both for being like why are you doing this every time you should be either going bigger but whatever and then on the next episode i talked about one of my favorite chefs joshua sharer who is mythical kitchen and how he took like frozen things made him like fancy whatever and how mm-hmm. i thought that was cool and she was like listen here boy you can't have it both ways but i can and i can back it up so First thing, Charles, did you listen to the message I put in the in the group chat when I was sassing Allie? Yes. Okay, so first things first. There's a dramatic difference between doing something one time as a, either it be for fun, whether it be um, because someone really likes something more than you do, or whether it be as like a, a, a team thing, a spectacle thing. Like that time I came over and, and we the put the raviolis yeah. on the pizza, or I did the hot dogs and the bean pizza. Did, did you do the cheese raviolis or the meat raviolis? We did the cheese and it was all. So Christy liked it and the yeah. rest of us were like, eh. "Yeah, she's a dirtbag. She yeah. likes cheese, like yeah. Chef Boyardee cheese ravioli. I didn't know that existed. Don't get it. She, they were the only ones there. Did, did they you were guys sold know out. Chef Boyardee cheese raviolis existed? No, no, I've only seen that dog food one. I would one. try it though. I've, well, so they're worth trying, you but you're not going to enjoy ones? yourself. <laughs> yeah, I <Like>, did. <laughs> Christy swore up and down that that was like the Chef Boyardee ravioli. I had never heard of it. It wasn't. Like 29 years of living at that point. So we put it on a pizza and we had fun. Put it on a pizza. Remember how I say that all the time. Classic. So we do the whole thing and you're having fun. So that form of gussying up shitty frozen grocery store food is a spectacle and it's more fun. That's my main backup is that doing it every day is a waste of your time. You're stupid. Either make it big or make it small. It's just dumb if every day uh, you go. I it. still like to think I know, that I'm breaking I know, ground but I'm, as an innovator. I'm clarifying for Allie. I'm doing this for my second <laughs> life. You know how like Dwight has second life in the office? This is my second life, and I want to be clear. So that's one. Two is that this cookbook that I was talking about in that, Culinary Brodown, if the name doesn't already tell you how this is not necessarily a good thing, I'll go. I'll read the back. Just a quick, just a quick. This is just a quick one. Uh, we're all the way down at the binner. The Culinary Bro Down Cookbook is full of irreverent essays and anecdotes, but running through is a deep sense of soul and self that strives to answer the question. Why can't the deep fried nonsense you eat with your bros at 2 a.m. have the same emotional gravitas as an intimate family dinner? Gussying up shitty stuff in this book in every single recipe is like, uh, me and my dudes just got done with a track meet and we only had $5 to our name. So uh, this is what we did and why it was fun. This is like anecdotally taking weird shit, mashing. This is where we got the raviolis Mm -hmm. on the pizza from when I did that with them. Mashing it together and creating experience together. If you told me every day for lunch you took a Celeste pizza and Chef Boyardee and a little bit of Buff Mott's and you made it, I would ridicule the shit out of you. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. let it go because it Mm -hmm. happened once in this cookbook. I would still come down on you. With wrath. Let's be fair, though. Kevin would also ask for a slice every time he saw you make That's it. That's not the point, though. <laughs> we talk, we, the, th- the three of us, uh, uh, not you, mm-hmm. 
the three of us. Way to make me feel included. Hey, you go sit in the corner. <laughs> I think you're you not a part X. of this. <laughs> you're not one of us. The three of us. <laughs> no, but we've talked a lot about, and this is actually relevant to you because we talk about this in the group chat separately. Being self-aware has a lot of connotations around it. And in this instance, I am aware that I will eat anything, anywhere, at any time, regardless of the quality. That is not to credit my critique on something that's good or bad. It's just saying, yeah, I love potted meat. Smear it down on that Twinkie and I'll see what it tastes like. That's all I'm saying. No, that's all I'm saying. I'm okay with experimenting in that way. Oh, what happened? We lost the boys. Muted themselves? Lucas no, says, Lucas there, himself. he's back. Yeah, um, I'm here. You muted yourself. But that's all I'm saying. I have one more correction, but I'm going to let you touch on that in case you have anything to throw back in my face like Allie. Nah, I'm, ju I'm just waiting for Allie to listen to it and then send you another voice message <laughs> yeah. about, about all yeah. the things she has to argue with it about. Yeah, that's well, probably I'll just true. say, I, I think it shows a level of resourcefulness in certain situations to gussy up certain food. Hold on. Back it up. What was like the third word you said? I think it shows a certain situations. Yeah, it is yeah, yeah. you both claimed on that podcast you did it every time you made ramen. Well, that's where I was going to go with this. Uh, is that... all right? Wait, wait. I have a correction. The third word he said was it. Okay, thank you. Now <laughs> Allie doesn't have to call me out for that. I appreciate we're self-correctioning. Uh, I have an emotional attachment to what I found on my own to be like my own way of making ramen. So it's like a, it's like a personal connection with my food. Is this, you can't walk down the supermarket without seeing a is, bag of ramen and getting a little teary eyed. Is this, is this yeah. a really deep like piece of your identity? Is this something that like when it, you die, really you want is. us to talk about? Ramen has been a part of my diet for no, my entire life. It, whatever, yeah, we've all eaten apples since we were a kid. No, 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 that yeah, doesn't but count. but have you always sliced them and put peanut butter on it? No, I break them in half and I eat the core. That's wow. what I do. And no, what? that's not a part of my identity. It's just what I do. Who does that? It is now. I do it. I, can't I get a lot of weird looks for it. I like to. So it started because Greg Bochamp showed me that that's a feat of strength, tearing an apple in half. And certain apples do it like honey crisps. Oh, man, they pop like a cherry. Boom. Done. Pop. But certain apples, uh, especially mushy ones where you kind of mush them, or green apples are super hard to do. So I do that, and when you do that, you can eat the apple in one bite. So it's not, when you eat an apple traditionally, you go around it, right? Eating the core then is all core, terrible. It's got that real tough, like stringy thing in it, and you gotta work with these. When you eat like a half of it and you can bite into the center and take like some of the core with the bite, you don't even notice it. So I eat the whole apple every time, all of it, everything. I eat the whole apple in one go. You sound crazy right now. No, it's it's, it's <laughs> when you're resourceful and you have like this real attachment with a good friend that showed you something and you just get real emotional about that apple. You know, it just goes with you, you know? You sounded so crazy. I'm sticking to it, man. <laughs> All right. Hey, I, I don't deny that. Oh, my God. We lost. Did we lose them again? Did the power go out again? Yeah, power went out again, I think. Look at that face. That's a good face. That's a good face. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a note. 1955. 
Mm. I hate just some I usually cloaca keep a residue. Never yeah, cloaca. Residue. Um, all right. Uh, let me put the timestamp down in. Twenty-seven forty. Five. Well, uh, yeah, I'll adjust it accordingly. <laughs> no, exactly what I was trying to put down. Oh, I'm going right. to do this now because I muted myself. So oh. I do this. oh, I just mute myself and do that. I just let it go. Yeah, Craig and Nicole went on, on Mike. Also, I put, I put you guys up on the 4K, which is why we're both. Hey, look at the guys. I like it. It makes me like, feel like Canadian you guys are beer? like watching a movie. We are watching a movie while recording a podcast because exactly. we don't really want to listen to you, like per se. It makes mm-hmm. me feel like we're a movie. Yeah, you are. We are. Hey, baby, you a song. You make me want to roll my windows <laughs> down and cruise. You know. Oh, there was goodness. about a seventy-five percent chance we played that song at our wedding, and we just didn't. I. Oh, yeah, no, goodness. you didn't. No. I remember being very mad about it being a potential. I hate that. By the way, I hate Florida Georgia Line. If you're curious, I hate Anyways, everything about him. Loves it though. Um, I hate everything about him. No, he loves. It's crazy. Um, I believe it. Yeah. So uh, I can get to my final correction because I'm taking way too long and just be done with this. I said very confidently on a podcast that I can eat anything and it doesn't bother me and it doesn't affect me at all. Yeah, I thought that was a bold statement. Well, hey, I will stand that it was true for 31 years of my life. But I recently went on a rather severe diet change and health change uh which was step a was the actual like our day-to-day food diet which was um all unprocessed raw foods not raw as in uncooked but raw as in um whole foods unprocessed no no there's there's a word for like whole food whole foods that's what so where we only eat whole meats and vegetables that's it we do not deal or end grains like rice and whatever but we don't do bread anymore we don't do snacks we don't do like chips we don't do like canned goods all that kind of stuff which is non-surprisingly if you know anything about me 90 percent of my diet is that kind of shit that's been my whole life forever fast food junk food i don't care i've been a small guy so it hasn't affected me i don't give a shit so we wanted to do this for a couple of reasons. One is my joints were bothering me. We wanted to try to see if that would help. I would drink too much alcohol. We wanted to see if that would help. Um, I wanted to lose a, few, a little bit of weight, see if that would help. Anyways, turns out it's awesome. I'm not even. I'm not gonna try to like convince you on this diet, but it's literally awesome, and I feel incredible all the time. But for our anniversary, our nine-year wedding anniversary, the day before, I should say, so one day short, something we've done forever is pig out on junk food. I've told you about mm. this. We absolutely engorge on freezer section bullshit. Celeste pizzas, hot pockets, uh, a banquet pot pies, uh, uh, all that. Sh- I got White Castle burgers, a uh, 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 beefaroni, like all the terrible, terrible shit that I grew up on. We grew up That on. was literally like an event meal at my house growing up. Like yeah. my, my mom would be like, all right, we're having junk food day. And our- It's we, incredible. We, we, would, we would put a spread on the coffee table. Which and was everyone like, goes nuts. Yeah, it was like- Kraft mac and cheese, like like uh, Lay's like chips and French onion dip. Like yeah, like little hot dogs and like all that, like just like anything that just like quickly could be made, just like finger foods, and that was like a dinner. So that's what we do. Actually, we've done it on our anniversary a lot. There's a picture on Facebook of we were in some vacation in a hotel and we ordered as much junk food as we could, and it was great. Anyways, point is, uh, I said what, I was gonna make what, this fast. I'll make it fast. Once you get that diet down and then we, change it abruptly, we did that. I uh, t- 20 days of eating 
very clean, minimal alcohol. I think I drank like three days out of the month so far. Um, like super lean on everything. And then we did that and I could not get out of my chair. My stomach hurt. My head was dizzy. I felt like shit. I was like, I don't want to move. Sleeping was awkward. I woke up a lot in the middle of the night. I was like, I hate that. I almost want to go back to eating shit so that that never happens again. So, so your body can just acclimate. <laughs> yeah, I just, want, I just want that to be life. Because don't get me wrong. I love what we do. I talk a lot about my air fryer. Jake's getting annoyed of it, but I don't care. I love my air fryer because of how easy it is to eat like this. You can roast any veggie and cook any meat in like 10 minutes and you're on your way. But man, it, it fucked me up. It fucked it's me like up. A... Franny was annoyed because it didn't mess her up as bad as it did me. And I was like, I'm done for the night. We're not playing any games. No maritals are being had. Like, I'm done. I can't move. It was it's like terrible. A, it's like a vegetarian who uh, is, goes you know, to an all-you-can-eat pork, pork buffet. Yeah. <laughs> it was, can only imagine what I, we do. I have been vocal about not believing that this was a thing. And I, I fully aware this is my comeuppance. I have regularly fought people on the fact that eating good makes you feel good i've been like food is my dad always says food is fuel it's fuel it doesn't matter what it is it's fuel to keep moving he's wrong i'm wrong <laughs> shit was bad i shouldn't do it ever again i, don't know, I almost want to say that like there's some sort of mental aspect to that too though because there's a the guy i work with who is a vegetarian has been a vegetarian all his life has never eaten meat Except for there was this one like there was like a banquet dinner that like the union at work puts on. Every year. <laughs> he meant banquet like like a no. freezer meals, and I was like, wow. So he, he's a vegetarian was... strictly, but he's got a real weakness for banquet Salisbury steak. That That's Salisbury the best steak. one. That's the best one. So, so this kid has claimed to never eat meat before, right? Uh -huh. And at this dinner, there's like past hors d'oeuvres, and he eats what he thought was a mushroom puff. It was little beef Wellington. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. And he ate them, said they were the best thing he ever ate, did not get sick until two days later when we told him he ate meat, and then he got visibly ill. So I, I, I've seen that with the gluten thing because, like, yeah. you know, everybody's on this gluten kick. And while I do think there are some people hey, that have sensitive... Hey, it's not 2015 anymore. We're mostly over the gluten thing. I don't think we are, but... Uh, <laughs> I live work in, in Ithaca, I, so far. I live in Ithaca, yeah, yeah so... solid. Uh, excuse me. I saw some uh, people who were gluten-free or they thought they were gluten-sensitive or maybe Why does they it look like celiacs. I'm looking up so much more than you? And it looks like I'm like looking at the ceiling. Well, he's just kind further of... away. He doesn't have to tilt his head. True. Sorry for the distraction, but it messed <clears throat> anyway, up for a second. Uh, someone I knew, uh, we went to Burger King and they got, I think they got french fries because, yeah, I don't think there's gluten in potatoes. Which is why I think Tito's vodka is so funny with the gluten-free on the bottle because I don't think <laughs> vodka ever has had gluten in it. But anyway, uh, and they found, they ate the french fries and then at the bottom of the little cup, they found an onion ring crisp and immediately was like, I'm done. And like, I was just like, dude, you were fine that whole time. And then like, I, you found an onion I ring mean, at the bottom of the bag. We were talking about this yesterday. Actually, Charles... Little sweet little thing. Lucas called me yesterday, just to chit chat. Lucas, this is the greatest moment of my whole life. He's yeah. never called me before. We just chit chatted. 
I'm trying to change we're, my lifestyle. We're crossing, we're crossing new bounds. We're baby. crossing streams, baby. I'm supposed to answer the phone because like, no, I didn't. I didn't answer, answer the phone. I was he helping didn't. Mooney with her computer, and when we were finally done, I called him back. <laughs> so, but anyways, um, I was just talking with Lucas about this yesterday. I don't remember what it was about, and it doesn't matter because I was being really ranty yesterday. But anyways, I was talking about how powerful I personally believe the placebo to be as well. I definitely think I've gotten my own head. To a degree, no question about it. No question about it that I frigged with myself a bit, especially once, once you feel a little bit different, it's very easy to convince yourself it's farther than it is. Yeah. Like the minute you feel that weird tinge, you're just like, wait a minute, now let me delve into that. Mm. I well, get that. That's fair. An experience I've had is like, I've I have a history of drug use and drug abuse, um, and. When I was getting heavy, yeah, well, <laughs> do you want me to uh, find an audio clip for that? <laughs> I was I was addicted to amphetamines for about a year, and while I was taking them, I knew that I was destroying my body. So I made a point to eat way better than I usually do, drink way more water, and hydrate. Mm -hmm. And then, as soon as I stopped using drugs. I went right back to Taco Bell, Wendy's, and all vices, that stuff. Different versions of vices. And that's when I noticed that my, like, it really does affect my digestive system. Is like, oh, shoot, like, I was taking better care of myself because I was doing drugs. And, <laughs> and I can't have that same mental fortitude when I'm sober and, like, actually have You know what that means. Me. <laughs> this, pod, this podcast brought to you by amphetamines. <laughs> we have medical lobbyists outside our doorway. Seriously? Now do opioids. Come on. You gotta do it. Well, there was that. Um... <laughs> All of our sponsors a, are big part. There's a pre-workout that is actually just crystal meth. Why was he it's trying called, to... It's called... Oh. Um, I think it's Black Energy is what it's called. For We won't... Well, he just... Energy. His brother is very similar to you two in your late teens, early 20s proclivities. Actually, Luke might be... No, Luke's not worse than... Are you saying Luke is my brother Nick? Yes. Okay. Luke's not worse than Lucas, but Luke is worse no, than Charles. No, we're talking about DJ. <laughs> yeah. Luke got in... His brother's... His brother's name's Nick. When I don't know your name and I think of what your name is, when I think of it, that's your name. So... When they told me, who are you talking about? It's Nick. I said, no, you're talking about Luke. And so he's Luke. You're Lucas. You're Charles. Luke is more on the Lucas spectrum of abuse than he is on the Charles spectrum, but he's still in that realm of you two. He was a, he sold, he's pawned off a bunch of good shit. <laughs> he pawned all of DJ's video games once. Oh, yeah. and he had like, DJ's a weeb extraordinaire. He had some good stuff. Yeah. Value yeah that stuff's expensive too. Yeah. This podcast brought to you by pawning shit for trucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you gotta do it, you gotta do it. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm tag I'm tag. done taking up your guys' time. That was like a solid twenty minutes of me just talking. So Charles, first icebreaker. All right. Uh, so I like this first icebreaker. I thought about this a lot today. Um, it's something that's pretty near and dear to my heart, and I hope that it is to you guys as well. What is the most formidable animal or group of animals you think you could fight against and win without weaponry? Ooh. Now, with, without what? <laughs> without weapons of any variety. Uh, so I contemplated this a while, and I'll, I'll start you're, off. You're just mine. a touch quiet, Charles. I'm watching your. Sorry, thing. I'll I'll lean closer. Uh, it's good. So um, 
I, I contemplated this a while, and I'll, I'll say mine first so you guys can think a little bit. Uh, mine is two coyotes. I think that I could fight off and win against two coyotes. Now, I think it would be right down to the wire. I would take some heavy damage. I might not survive, but I might win. There's some situations where it could go either so way. So we're talking like a fight to I the death lose. with some animals. Well, hold on, because this has layers <laughs> to it. Or multiple animals. Specifically for us, this has layers to it because Spencer yep. Wigston fought, yeah. who is in dramatically better shape than the three, four of us. He fought off one and sustained, like, severely deep gashes on his chest and arms he did but he was still intact enough that he took a picture with his pet whom he protected for the newspaper no you're now, right and he looked so, good he had a lot of lacerations but he yeah. still looked good i think that i could handle if i could get one fast enough before they both before they both before one they shows both up grab the snout break the neck and now i'm ready for number two well there's some situations where i would definitely lose let's say coyote number one latches onto my ankle and i'm trying to shake him off and the second one goes for the throat that could be over an instance i got a question are are coyote are they like wolves are they pack hunters because i've only ever known them to hunt one i know they run in packs but hunting are they pack hunters uh, I think they hunt in groups of two to three. They're not full pack hunters. Okay. They're uh, they're small group opportunist hunters. Now I uh, so, so I did a little bit of research. I was trying to figure out like uh, is this viable? <laughs> and I googled how to fight a coyote on Google, and um, it's just a whole bunch of nonsense about trying to scare it away. There's no actual combat techniques that they tell you to. <laughs> they oh, it's like a bear. It's like a bear. You got to be big and loud to scare it off. Yeah, they're like, wave your arms around. Uh, don't turn around and start running. And I'm looking for actual, like, practical techniques. Like, grab How do they head, jump? Twist what are fast. their jaws like? Are right. They... <laughs> right, like a good spot to kick it in the ribs and, like, grab it by the neck and snap it real quick. It doesn't get into any of that. It, uh, Coyotes I, actually aren't that big of animals, too. So they're like, no bigger than like a house, I, like a common, like I, I medium-sized dog, right? Yeah. Right. So, so they come between fifteen and forty-eight pounds. That's the size of the coyotes. The I think poundage I is less them. important than the lankiness, because like a Weimaraner yeah. dog is huge, but weighs like fifty pounds because it's just bones. Mm. And yeah. then like a corgi, like his, is thirty-five pounds, and it's you know this big. So like. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 build is more important than the weight. Yeah, because so I'll tell you, I for this uh, this iceberg. Am I trying to kill the animal? Or am I just oh, trying yeah, yeah, to yeah, get it to yeah. like? Go no, away? this is a this is a fight where you're worried. So we're for in the octagon, life. and one of us is leaving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I just pick something aquatic then, like a like a like a troubling of goldfish that I just punch the shit out of well, on so, the ground? You so want to challenge yourself? Yes. So this is a formidable okay. animal. This is okay, one that okay. you're not positive you would always win. This isn't like a walk through the park. This is a life or death struggle that's going to define your. Entire I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this right now. No one is allowed to pick roosters. Because if you've ever had an angry rooster charge you, you know the immediate fear that hits you as you run like a child. No one so, pick roosters. So Alex this actually three to five geese. That's what <laughs> I could not be three to five geese. I die. I would die. I don't think three so. to five geese. Guaranteed. People so, underestimate three to five geese. My my little brother posed a similar question to me one day where he said he he made me pick between two things. He said he said would you rather fight one orangutan 
Oh god. One, it, it just once. Wait, wait, is or, this the same is this the same uh ten thousand dollars in Taco Bell guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, okay. Thing. I'm just I wanted to set the stage for myself. I'm listening, I'm I'm in. He said, Would you rather fight an orangutan once or have to fight off an aggressive rooster every time you tried to get into your car? Oh jeez! Closed area rooster, like confined space. Confined rooster? space rooster. Yeah, I'll take my chances with the orangutan. No, that's what I said. That. It's only one if I don't make it. And I said, you know, I looked into it, and like an orangutan could still probably destroy me. Yeah, we're but, done. No, we're done. I, but I'd go for it. So, I'd go so for it over that, the rooster. So think about this though. There's a certain amount of growing accustomed to something. Like, humans are incredibly adaptive. You can learn to really adapt to almost anything. You've seen, like, zombie are movies where somebody starts off as, like, a dude in an office suit, and then it's, Are you like, saying this is a Groundhog later. Day situation where I open the door, <laughs> grab the head, snap it, and go about my day? You've got, like, a whip cigarette hanging from your mouth. You're grizzled. You got a headband. Your clothes are all ripped in tatters. <laughs> You're covered in, like, oil for some reason, and you open up your car door, <laughs> and you look over to the side, and you're, like, you're ready. You braced yourself. Yeah. This you is know happening what? to you all the time. He makes a good point because the inverse of that. I don't have time to adapt to the strength of an orangutan. If right. I... Orang, orangutan? Orang, or, orangutan. Orangutan. Yeah. orangutan. So orangutan. I don't have the time orangutan. to adapt to that. When I show up, and that thing that is capable of lifting 500 pounds with one arm just, like, hucking it... Yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm flipping. I'll fight the rooster every day. <laughs> I'm, you're, I'm back on rooster side now. <laughs> yeah, I like it's it's dipping your toes in the water and acclimating versus jumping right in. You know. You know what it makes me think of? Has anyone here seen the Tom Cruise sci-fi movie? Dramatically underrated, incredible movie. Live, die, repeat, or uh, tomorrow never. Die. It had an original title. They scrapped it and named it "Lived I Repeat" after release. It was the dumbest thing ever. Kind of like I, I haven't, I haven't, but I want to. It's on my list. It's, I heard it's, it's I heard insanely it's good. And uh, Tom Cruise is in an alien situation. He's the only person reliving the same day Groundhog is, and every day he gets a little bit farther before dying by the aliens. That's what makes me think of it. I'd open my door <laughs> and get like just scratched to absolute <laughs> shit, like completely fucked up the next day. Like, I wouldn't let it get my face. And then the next day, I'd, like, maybe catch it luckily. And then the next mm -hmm. day, it would, like, shred my stomach. Like, every day, I'd get a little bit better. Yeah. Right, till one day, you go to open you open your car door, and it comes flying out of nowhere, and you just, the most perfectly placed elbow strike, it's like, bam! <laughs> situation handled, minimal damage. So, situation is not handled. I had a, the reason I started this, I had an aggressive rooster three years ago when we first got the chickens. Uh, Puma, okay. and Puma came at me, and he did it every day. And why I was so scared? So I brought out my river treasure. Jake knows what that is. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a metal bat. I brought it out with me. He came at me, and I turned with full force and swung, clocked that bitch in the head. It went <laughs> ding. He went boom, 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 and I was like, I killed Puma. That mother got up and sprinted directly back at me. Like, without even considering the fact that I had a weapon and I was much larger, he came full force at me. An elbow will do nothing to these sons of bitches. To, you to got it. Like you got it. Back that. to the original problem. Like, that's why I feel like I couldn't take any fucking animal. No, no, fight. there's some. There's some, right? Like, like, um, I, like I'm thinking, like, the, maybe the most formidable animal I can take is maybe, like, 
a baby bear. You ever been attacked by a cat? <laughs> I'm not talking about <laughs> Bailey. Yeah. I got fuck. This is a this is a seven pound cat. Like almost ripped my wrist off. I'm I'm actually starting to be on Jake's side. I don't think I can take any formidable. I think goldfish is the most formidable. Maybe I'll slip and crack my head on the ground. That's probably the most formidable there. I'm still thinking that in a life or death scenario with the right opportunities that I could I could <laughs> I think I could, I, I think could maybe hurt, in a life or death situation coyote. You're locking into coyote. I think I might be able to get the coyote to leave me alone, but if I don't have a weapon, that thing's that thing's taking me out. I'm not killing it. So okay, I mean, I'm gonna, I couldn't I'm gonna, handle 3. I I'm going to think a little more. Three. Let's think a little more. Lucas, do you have do you have one? Or are you dead? Did your internet? He's having computer? he's having internet freezing. All right. Well, let me like... let me think up a little bit more while he's he's re- oh, he's, oh, he's connected. I would only take one coyote, and that would no, I think you don't get to. He said a, it doesn't a group. have to be coyote exclusive. This yeah, isn't yeah. A, no, it can be an animal or animal group. I'm just saying that this isn't an exclusive coyote measurement system. Oh. That's just <laughs> the scenario that I think is the right down to the wire scenario that I can handle. That's I'm picturing myself in a variety one is too of easy, three is death, two is the money. I think I think I could right. take down an alligator snapping turtle. Oh. I would never go anywhere near a snapping turtle. I think I'm I could, ta- I think I could take fi- one down. Okay. How would you finish it off? fucking boot stops yeah they're pretty scary boot stops yeah i i have a legit answer uh and it's tangentially related to something that me and my brother andy actually fought i think i could handle a buck a deer a single buck oh that's an interesting thought so here's why they are not to be trifled with like if you're if you're riding your bike and you see deer you're supposed to avoid them at all costs if you're on a walk you're supposed to avoid don't go near them because they're very territorial and their hooves can kick like you wouldn't believe. However, they can also my, gore you with their antlers. My dad taught me via cows, if you're ever being charged by a ram, a cow, anything with horns, if you do it the right way, you can grab their horns and twist their neck and their whole body goes over and that's just the start of fucking with them. And me and Andy did this multiple times to a to a cow, to a bull that got out. I have actual experience with immediately reacting to grabbing horns and attempting to roll it. Now, granted, I didn't do it super successfully. I mostly just avoid getting hit. My brother Andy, on the other hand, was able to literally flip this bitch on its back. As an adult, as a 31-year-old adult who's freaking yoked out of his mind right now, (laughs) I think I could take a stag down. I think I could grab his antlers because they charge head down. I think as he charged me, I could fucking... Whoopa! Right over, and then you know, continue. The yeah, fight. What, what I I'm think struggling with this whole thing is I think without a weapon, I'm never killing one of these things. They're yeah. so that's much the hard more durable. Part. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the... you're gonna get you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna. Yeah. Get I, hurt. I think I'm gonna break hurt. my feet and hands Bro, before I take them out. You go American <laughs> History X on these bitches. Bite <laughs> the curb, bitch. I'm gonna Provided grab my those internet horns, last long put enough the jaws for me to on the curb and tell the story. Uh, sorry, I sorry. actually experienced and witnessed uh, uh, a, a story where somebody actually tried to fight a deer and kill it with their hands. Well, they had a knife, but uh, what happened, it was in California. It was on this place they called The Ranch with a friend of uh, ours. And this kid was shooting a gun uh, just for fun, just like recreationally shooting a gun. Yeah. And then a As deer... As you do in America. Right, a deer had, like, come into view, and this guy was all drunked up and, you know, whatever people do when they shoot guns, and 
Uh, <laughs> okay, well, hold on. So I'm not an advocate for the Second Amendment necessarily, but I grew up in a very gun-forward family. You're no, not I always too. blitzed while target shooting, okay? Sometimes you, sound, whatever, you sound even crazier than you sounded before. Of whatever you are. these people in particular like to do when they shot their guns. You know what you do uh, when you shoot uh, guns. Just a little the, bit of black tar and go about your day. The kid yeah, was like, oh, I'm blasted on vodka. I'm going <laughs> to see if I can hit it and he shot and he hit the deer and uh the guy who owned the property was like you know what the hell are you doing you can't just do that like you don't have a hunting license like you don't have tags you don't have the right to do this and he's like what do we do now and they like tracked the deer down and they found it and it was a, it was a buck and uh the guy <laughs> the guy that owned the property was like an older very he was a mason so he was very tough uh, and he goes, now we have to take care of it. And he, and he hands the kid a knife and he's just like, you got, you got to finish it off. And he, oh no, me like, story. Hold oh, on. No, back up a little bit. Back in. He's popping back in. I got to know losing what it. I actually have a moment like this that I was not able to handle as a 14 year old kid. Was it the first time your dad let me kill a deer? No, he never let me kill any of the animals. He always took it on himself. And uh, one of our cows got out, and we had to chase it over the hillside, and we chased it. Oh, sorry, Lucas, I'm telling oh, a side story in. really quick. Um, I, I, We had to chase this deer over the hill. It was up at Joe White's farm. I don't know if you guys know where that is, up in Cander, where my parents' uh, cows were. And we chased it all day long. We were nonstop chasing after this thing, and eventually we got to it, and my brother Andy shot it, which put it down. And... We were like, okay, dad, come out. We got the cow. He's here. And when my dad got there, he was like, that cow's not dead. What are you doing? Like, you are, because my dad, despite being, you know, a redneck, he does not believe in brutality in any way when it comes to, you know, taking care of the animals. So he was like, what are you doing? That thing's sitting there. It's hurting. It's in a lot of pain. And he handed my brother Andy a knife and he was like, freaking do this. And I was like, I was like 14 and I couldn't. I, I knew what it was. I've seen it before. I, I'd been around that sort of butchering of animals multiple times. And I still was like, I am not suited for this. Not at all. They had to slit the throat. And every, I just, I, I was not ready for that at that time. Hmm. Yikes. I'm sorry, right. Lucas. I While you were connecting, disconnecting, I wanted, uh, I wanted to uh, tell that quick story. So now go back into your story right where you were at. Okay. So the kid couldn't do it. He didn't have the stomach for it. Uh, he he'd never killed an animal before. So uh, the old guy that owned the property was, all right, let me do it. And he jumped on that deer and went to kill it with a knife. And it went poorly. <laughs> and it, the deer got up and beat the shit out of him. Uh, I was about to... Oh, the deer... There was blood all over. Lucas is having severe technical difficulties right now. Just fill in the blanks. You can imagine what happens. <laughs> Picture an epic battle scene with an old man and a deer. There's like standoffs and like this western sounds like music a family in the guy's background. Kid. Yeah, yeah. guys fighting this is. wounded deer. He goes to kill it, and you know the deer gets back up. We know how this <laughs> yeah. Deer's uh, like, I... I didn't hear no bell. I'll... Uh, Lucas showed up suddenly just on his bed over there. 
He's, uh, he's reconnecting out. his internet or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, so what is is your official answer that you would pick goldfish? I said I said I could take it out an alligator snapping turtle. Oh right, snap why? But you're just picking it up and slamming yeah, it. Yeah, I can fucking <laughs> I can, can power curb stop a snapping yeah. turtle. What if that turtle though, right at the last moment? Dude, if, if it gets me once, I'm probably losing my tendons. Yeah, you're done. Uh, you know what? I, I had that a, is the I had definition a... of formidable. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Like the coyote thing, that's what I, I would not choose a stag. I would not be able to fight a stag. I could take that bitch. I wouldn't be able to handle it. I would choose just like that. Just coyotes. grab it and just fucking send it, you know? I just See, think I something don't know how that, to do like, that. dense and thick, if you don't have a knife or any sort of weapon, you're just never winning that fight. Yeah. It's going to, you're so, going to break yourself hitting it before you. Not take untrue, it out. but. Yeah, how are you going to finish the... it? Those things are all muscle. There's a bunch of ways to finish it, and the number one way to do it, and this is true of almost all animals, is tire it out. Human oh. beings, as a cool down and like endurance system, are the pinnacle of design. This is this is like the reason we're at the top of the food chain. In 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 Australia, the way they catch uh, kangaroos, this is real. The way that they catch kangaroos is they chase them consistently throughout a day or two. And when the kangaroo lays down to go to sleep, its body seizes up because it cannot maintain that level of activity. And they literally pick up the frozen body while the thing's still alive and, you know, do what they need to do. So your, your win strategy here is Benny Hill it to death? Yeah, literally just fucking flop it onto the ground. I've heard hope, first strategies. Hope that one day I either break one of those flips, I either break its neck or its leg, and then I win. It's, it's not about doing it right the first time. It's about staying vigilant the whole time until I win. Uh, so I had a, I had a second choice, a second animal that I think would be a pretty tight struggle. Uh, this is my backup, uh, a 10 foot anaconda. So you're done. You're game. It wraps. You lose it immediately. Okay. So it wraps around me. It's squeezing the life out of me. This is where it becomes a strangling endurance contest. So (laughs) if you can, if you can wrap both of your hands around its mouth and cup its nose in just the right angle while it's squeezing the life out of you you cut off its air supply it has to breathe so if you can cut off its air supply long enough that it it starts to loosen up you've got it you're in that's only years of uh, autoerotic asphyxiation coming in handy that's true that would be clutch Mm -hmm. that's only applicable if it doesn't get your midsection well the strength of an anaconda if it gets your midsection your endurance is dramatically less than their body's tightening ability that's what that's what makes it a formidable struggle so you've got the anaconda it's the same thing you could die you could win there's so basically i like to just picture you kind of standing there the anaconda's (laughs) on the other side you're looking at each other you're like okay i'm gonna grab its face it's like i'm gonna dart and wrap around you and you're just like all right it's a quick draw situation whoever gets well they're much faster it's it's less of a quick draw and more of a reaction on your part no i don't know you're not catching that thing out of the air on a lunge and you're not well so it's a 10-foot anaconda an anaconda is not a striking uh animal it's not a striking animal so what it's you're gonna try to around. just get on its face like i'm gonna get you you know no, i'm gonna I think try and rattle it yeah i'm gonna try and like, you try to get it to go for your legs because it's not a smart animal true they're yeah. right everyone you might, knows you might lose good. a leg but yeah. their their whole strategy is about wrap it's about wrapping around and squeezing if you can like manage to straddle around behind its neck you could get like a full uh ufc armor situation UFC going yeah. on <laughs> And like hold it by Say Uncle. You say Uncle, you little bitch. <laughs> and then bitch. You, you hold it by the nose and you choke <laughs> yeah. that thing out. I think you could take down an anaconda. I think it's You're possible. not wrong. 
You're not it's, wrong at all. You know what? I think I'm back on, on your side here. <laughs> By that I, logic, though, alligators have absolutely no muscles to open their mouth. So you could fight an alligator and just like hold its mouth closed until it starves. So that's like, how right, it works. That's how you beat an alligator is you yeah. hold it. Although mouth unless closed. they desk twirl, you ain't holding on during it. Oh, you know what? Nobody. I could take on a ten foot alligator. <laughs> I could take that bitch to the ground. Yeah, well, so that it. that's real. You could. You might. Steve not Irwin win, did it regularly as part of his day job. So I guess. Yeah, yeah, but that guy got killed by a stingray. That's embarrassing. He got killed by a stingray because <laughs> of his crew's incompetence, not because of his. There's a difference there. Yeah. So I I'm. That's the thing. A ten foot alligator. Just you for the know, record, I think we all not, lose to everything we've said so far. Just for but, the record. But you could. You no, could I'm win. saying we couldn't. But I like to think Dude, we could. I think if my cat got mad enough at me, I'm not oh, taking it out. Yeah, if Twinkles just decides one night, like I'm slicing this dude up, I'm like, I, I'm dead. Later, I'm but out. But there's, but there's a scenario in which you could defeat Twinkle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know what? So I just come right, wildly right. kicking and catch a head. Yep, that's true. Get lucky. All right, Lucas, what you got? What's your animal? What's my animal? Yeah. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh oof. Charles. I, I think uh up in there, it'll help you grow. I'd I'd go after a peacock. <laughs> oh. No, you would not. You see I those... would, I would. Well, yeah. It's your you know, animal. You know, I'm curious, have... I think I could take Kevin. <laughs> it's I'm an animal. And you have any idea. Can I tell you about what I did to that cow? Just freaking, you know, I, you come at me, I grab your glasses and I just give you a little <laughs> and I send I would... you flying. I'd just like to point out that there are scenarios where we've had, like, lengthy dissertations and arguments where Kevin's like, no, that is unreasonable. But Kevin just went to argue with Lucas, and he's like, well, it's your animal. This is, <laughs> this is very... <laughs> this no, is this, he this has is that. different, okay? I no, want him to have right. this, okay? He deserves this peacock victory, as far I, as I'm concerned. The ramen thing I dream of, of taking a peacock with bare hands because when I lived in California, again... Uh, our neighbors had free roaming peacocks, and big uh, time. Big time. <laughs> yeah, they they were. There was like thirteen of them, and they would come onto the property. And those suckers are, oh, they're terrible. They're nuisances. Yeah, they're they're opinion. the worst. Peacocks yeah, are really absolutely pretty. the worst. They're like geese on steroids. They hate they're like you. They hate everyone around them, and they are not scared to show it. They're I like think my all resolve the people on the Jersey Shore. <laughs> yeah, they're the situation across the board. They look my great, resolve but they are terrible. Would not be stronger against any. Like a? Are you saying like personal vendetta? Yeah, his morale. He could. Yeah, there's no yeah. higher morale boost than. He sees a people. swan and he's just like, I can't do this to this swan. He sees a peacock and he's like fucking that guy right there this is on right now and he just throws uh, that's part of why i chose die. coyote yeah all right all right fair um all right enough enough about that let's do one of jake brought some uh well they're no longer icebreakers but they're icebreakers i, mean, I got I, I can go with the, the one of the more simple ones okay which was and then we'll do uh brief intermission so what is the food item that you see it on a menu and you are ordering it no matter what else is on that menu. Ooh. Uh, in tradition, you go first because that's how Charles does yep. it. So mm -hmm. mine, Gives us hands down, it. it's a cannoli. Any place that has a cannoli, Ooh. I'm getting that cannoli. Uh, uh, 
just like Charles, I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but while we were in Boston, you kept saying, "If I see blank, I'm getting it." That's Charles. That's this. I can vouch for him. The man will be dying and be like, "Gotta get that cannoli over there," and he'll order a cannoli. He'll take eat the whole goddamn thing, not even think twice about it, and everyone else is staring at him like a lunatic. This is interesting because there's there's an item that pops into my head, but I don't like to think of it as my go-to because it's something that. So, uh, so I'm thinking chicken parmesan because I love chicken parmesan. It's a comfort food, but I don't like ordering no, Italian like food. I don't like ordering Italian food because you can make Italian food. It's just pasta and shit. Like it's super fucking easy. It's just pasta and shit over there. That's on the flag of Italy. It's their motto. <laughs> it's just pasta and shit. Bunch of pasta and shit over hey, there. It's just pasta and shit over here. <laughs> but, 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 but really, like the chicken parmesan, like. If you see it, it's just a go-to. I like it. If there's something it, I don't see on... If I don't see something else I like on a menu, I'm probably getting some chicken parmesan. Yeah. I guess I it depends. Like, the cannoli? I do not always like the cannoli. Right, right. It's not about it. Yeah. A cannoli can be god-awful. Yeah. But you have to know. But you, you have, have to know. know. Like, so sometimes in you my family, away, like, I just ate a pound of powdered sugar, and I don't feel. I don't like those. <laughs> I like the cheesy ones. I just my... like cheesecake. I don't want it to be too sweet. I mm-hmm. want it to be che- cheesy. Speaking of that, I, I at work today, I went to our grand facility, and outside of there, there were two different cannoli trucks. This the oh. classic, the pink one. trucks. Yep. And yep. what's the other one? It was just the guy at the farmers market. You would be shocked the community of food trucks out in this area. An insane. Colchester has like four that they're famous for. Like it's it's insane. Wow. Okay, Lucas. Uh, I'm sorry. As far as my food, uh, in my family, we uh, have always been trying to perfect the perfect homemade mac and cheese. So when I see mac mm, and cheese, I, I got menu, I got a good one. Oh uh, yeah, your mac and uh, cheese was good. That's got, true. got a good one. Uh, so you know the different mixes of cheeses and you know what pasta they use and all that stuff but it should be at least macaroni or some sort of like curly noodle uh in my opinion i but, so disagree <clears> with what he just it, said you have no if idea. it's if it's uh it depends on the restaurant the other one that i would choose like an asian restaurant would be crab rangoon oh yeah that's right such a but 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 that's an excellent choice it's, it's, a, it's say... a toss-up that, but like Chinese food is like the one type of food, or Americanized no, you know Chinese what? food right. is like the one type of food where people don't explore out of the one they had that they like. Like everyone has their general sows, their Szechuan, their orange, their crab rangoons. Sure. I get an egg roll at every Chinese place because I need to know like his. But that's like specific to that. It's not like something you expect when you go to a Chinese place. That's you're the already question, there. Though. It's not right. unexpected to see. You know what I mean? Well, so that's, that's why. the question, though. When you see it on a menu, you always get it. If you see it on the menu, it's you get it. Yeah, it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. Like it's true. I said, it it depends on the restaurant that you're going to, and you would probably see mac and cheese more frequently than crab rangoons, I would imagine. I'm actually shocked to hear you would order mac and cheese. I just, it's not like I'm shocked as in why would you? I just like, it gunned to my head, you know? What does Lucas like to order? I would never guess mac and cheese for you. I would guess like a cheeseburger or something. Sure. You're a very like hearty eater. You love sandwiches. You know what? That's what I think of when I think of Lucas. Sandwiches. mm -hmm. My favorite food in existence is popcorn. Mine's hot dogs. Really? What? Yeah. 
I'm not surprised by the hot love dog it. comment. I fucking love hot dogs, man. And <laughs> you I are a hot I dog. I won't. I just love hot dogs. <laughs> I've seen a raw dog. Hot dog. <laughs> I eat so many raw hot dogs in my day to day life. It is when I was a kid. It was so common practice for me and Andy. He was always the bad influence for eating. To just mm-hmm. walk to the fridge, slice open a brand new pack of whatever the cheap oh, yeah. RS usually hot dogs. Yeah. Grab two of them every time and just gnaw on them. Yep. Me and Andy I'm, used to I'm, do that as guys... far back as second grade. Love it. Have any of you guys seen that whitest kid you know skit? Like, how many hot dogs <laughs> do you eat in a day? That's literally. Ke- I Kevin. have like four hot dogs. He's like, really? Four hot dogs? Walk me through your. It's awesome. I'll link it to you later. I'm I'm floored. Popcorn, Lucas. I didn't. know. Popcorn is weird. Yet. I never would have guessed that either. First of all, I can Alex. put down a, a bag loves popcorn. of white cheddar no. popcorn. Like in no. Well, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was picturing microwave bag popcorn. Bagged popcorn, like white cheddar and whatnot, smart life or whatever, versus popped popcorn are two different things. Well, is it universal? I love both. So, so there is a wide variety of popcorns out there. There's caramel corn. No idea how many popcorns I. Yeah, you sold me. You don't have to say. I'm with you now. I do not microwave bags of popcorn i don't do it i don't buy microwavable popcorn Mm -hmm. i used to when i was younger but what about that what about the well that's that's how i make it manually is i buy my own kernels and (laughs) i'm more of a manual popcorn guy i don't really do automatic popcorn that's not really my jam I, i will say out of all the popcorns i i will not stand for caramel corn it becomes wait, wait, candy wait, 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 wait. So like, I'm with, no, I'm with well, them on that. Kettle, kettle, kettle corn, corn I can get behind. No, 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 but, but, but hold corn. on. The best version of popcorn, the pinnacle of popcorn, is the a Christmas tin. tin. Yep. Yeah. Caramel, cheddar, mm-hmm. butter. That's the pin. It has all the goodness. I'm, I'm with Lucas and if on any this, of the though, caramel, I agree with the caramels. If any of the caramel seeps into those other either. three, those other you, two triangles. Do you know what I do with a popcorn tin the minute I get one? Shake it up like a... I take that that cardboard divider to the birds. Gone. Wow. Immediately gone. And then I just ham it. Um, that no, might no, be no, the, the only way I could get here. the caramel I corn down. I love that. But you get the salty and you get the cheesy and you get the sweet and you get... Oh, it's so good. You sound so crazy right now. Bro, so first <laughs> off, caramel is half butter, half sugar. That's what caramel is. So butter and caramel popcorn together... Makes perfect sense. I admit that the cheese one's a little weird, but let's be real. Those tins don't taste like cheese at all. It's just another salty oh, no. popcorn. The cheese ones aren't weird. The cheese ones aren't weird. They're like just cheese. more salt. They're just like saltier butter popcorn. They're not that's even what popcorn cheesy. Popcorn is. Yeah, the that's why it goes so well with the, the sweet. The cheese flavor is my favorite in those tins. Oh, I can't even right now. I'm, I'm <laughs> irate. I had a follow-up well, to this one as well. Well, hold on. I have an answer. Okay. I have, I have, I have two okay. answers. <laughs> I didn't answer. I have two answers. Uh, the one is that if... So it's like, it's like it, it's not an every time thing, but with a reason. If I am ever at a restaurant just Franny and myself, or just, just me and one other person, and we're just getting some lunch together because we're out. If I see grilled ham and cheese, it's over. I'm getting it. Ooh. I'll order it every time. However... If I'm out with like couples dating, uh, a double dating, or if I'm out with like a group of friends, no, I'm not gonna be the guy that gets a grilled ham and cheese. Like I'll, I'll order something on the menu. 
which is the second thing, Country Fried Steak. Every time, if Country Fried Steak shows up, it's going in the gullet. And I get that from my father. It's his favorite food. Can't stop. Can't stop. Won't apologize. The the small. I will add. I, I I will just add that like mac and cheese, I won't order that as the main dish. I, wait 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 like, wait. Is the mac and cheese you order, um, like a specialty mac and cheese or a side of like a pulled pork mac and cheese or like a jalapeno cheddar mac and cheese or like a whatever? Uh, it you know if it's house made and it's it's special, I'll, I'll try I'll try it. But like silo food truck mac and cheese, I'm not oh impressed. that stuff is that stuff. Oh, not I impressed. Like it. Oh, yeah. Well, so yeah, I like how Lucas said that, and you're like, I'm with you. And then he's like, not impressed. They're like, oh, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I, actually had I like the, it. Uh, it's got like a sharp cheddar flavor that complements the fried chicken. It's awesome. Dude, one of the, uh, the the food trucks that was outside today was, it was just short rib and. So it was like short rib Sold. and mac and cheese. Short rib quesadilla. Those, those are the rib. best food trucks. It, I got it. This short rib was so fucking good. Oh, I mean. Uh, Lucas, I wanted to ask you, because Franny is an absolute fiend for it. Do you ever get the mac and cheese at a Chinese buffet? Uh, she uh, loves it. That's got to just be like Kraft mac and cheese. No, 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 no. no. It's, not. it's like, it's yeah, worse. it's it's the most eh that's ever. The it noodles is like, are so overcooked usually. And overcooked. Like, it's a very white sauce and there's it's sugar. Incredibly in it. wet. It's sweet. Yeah. It's always sweetened. I've never actually seen mac and cheese. She at a gets Chinese it restaurant. every have, time. Every time yeah. she gets it. It's disgusting. Even at an old country buffet or like a Golden Corral or something, I won't even get the mac and cheese. <laughs> Yep, I think I hate how much I love. Go- what was I just saying? I hate how much I love earlier. I was saying Most it. Things. Huh? No, 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 no. I was saying it about something. Deep specific. shame about everything you love. That's true. I was saying it about something specific. But Golden Corral is like another one of those. No one should like it, and yet I hope it never goes away. Golden Corral's like my sweetie, but like don't ever go there. But like, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw something that said, like, after the pandemic is the great age of buffets over. And I was like, did the great age of buffets ever really exist? <laughs> like, we... Don't you dare. Yeah, it did. <laughs> how it did. How do you not remember Ponderosa? Dude, I, I remember I, I Ponderosa. Went to Ponderosa once. That was, like, the Never best been buffet to Ponderosa. Greatest... I remember the Old Country Buffet. I remember the What's mediocre... that, Old Country Buffet? It's the same thing as the... Uh, the golden corral it's the oh, okay 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 conceptually yeah they had one in sarah i think or something that we went to all it's time. just a regional variant that's all yeah yep 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 and it's so bad but so good it's so good you know what i miss so to his credit i talked about this on the podcast but to his credit he took me to a pizza hut for my birthday he being jake for those listening well yeah uh i assume that yeah 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 um unfortunately buffet pizza huts don't really exist anymore and that is like if you if you told me used to be i got one buffet i could be at for the rest of my life and you could be talking about from the 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 whole spectrum of of american food chinese food like there's an indian food buffet in groton nope pizza hut buffet is my life you remember the uh like the 90 dollar buffet we went to in vegas Uh, oh in vegas yeah that was awesome I'd do that again. I'd do that I mean, again. We also got Jake, super lucky Jake. that uh, my other friend Kevin had like $500 of like comp rewards there and just kind of put it all on his card for yeah. us. Oh, you got to love the comp rewards. I'm, yeah. A, yeah. I'm a casino rat myself. He, no, he's not a casino rat. He's a 
gambling addict who should never go near anything related to gambling in his life. It's not a rat. He doesn't make money. So He exclusively loses it, and he should no longer think about him ever. So if Lucas ever went on a cruise. That being said, we're going out tonight. Time at the casino <laughs> oh, hundred. We went to we went we went to Atlantic City for oh, Buddy's God. bachelor party, and Lucas the whole first day went. Everyone, Charles said it, Matt said it, Mosier said it. Lucas has an issue with gambling. Don't we're gonna work on staying this way. And like six hours into the trip, everyone goes, "Hey, Luke, let's go to the casino." And Lucas is like, "Yeah, I really shouldn't, guys." And they go, "Nah, come on, we're in Atlantic City." And the next twenty four hours was the most ultimate bullshit of them staying up until seven in the morning and well then continuing on just gambling yep pretty much lost all my money in the first 12 hours in yep. uh atlanta i City. actually i do love uh, going to the fun, casino but i fun fact i was the only person who made money i didn't lose it no 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 i lost some specifically because i said all right fine everyone's gambling here's 20 bucks lost that 20 bucks and went never mm. again I made, never sat, again. I, I made 200 some odd dollars I sat we behind on, everybody uh, else gambling and was just like, you're doing it wrong. You're pressing the slot machine button wrong. Trust me, I lost a grand. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about over my, uh, here. My entire family went on a cruise uh, in like the February time frame. Yeah, I had to miss it. And um, like our routine was we would do whatever we did during the day. And then after dinner, we would all go to the casino. And I probably, no lie, lost like 500 bucks. But Christy... Was always up like five hundred bucks on the slot machine. It is. I you guys did not were balancing. Know. There's a sign. I didn't know casinos were a part of cruises, but that makes that's genius. Yeah, because your bank account is, is tied to your card that you like use for everything. So you're just like, oh, I'm out of money. Put more on the card. Yeah, just put it on there. Come on. And yeah. like, where else are you gonna go? It's the ultimate entrapment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Off uh, me. Uh, uh, my ties by the pool. I on our honeymoon when we went to. Uh, Why do you uh, point to me? Well, I was whenever I bring up all-inclusive resorts, it's like a running thing. Oh, he loves zoetry. Franny and I love zoetries and don't like sandals. So anyways, I was referencing zoetry. I will spend, so I don't care how much I spent on the resort and like all the stuff they offer. I don't give a shit. I'm going to sit by that pool. I'm going to order the same nachos and I'm going to order the same cocktail and I ain't leaving. This is my life for the next three, four, five days. I'm not moving. Yeah, so tracing sandals and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm the Zoetries. worst person to go to any of those things with because I'm the guy who plans my day to hit every food place and we have like did. five dinner. I, we did that. We had like four to five me- like full meals a day. Uh, one of them I didn't even eat because I couldn't, but I went. That, that was one of my favorite parts about you in New York City, Jake. Is when, I am uh, the biggest. We would go food to dinner. Tourist. I and can't wait for Comic Con this year. All yeah. of us boys, and we're our hotels are a, a, a block apart. That means Charles and I are wandering the city trying to get into some dude's so, limo all night. So yeah, how many yeah. of you guys have ever shared a bed with Charles? Oh, don't come on. That's a loaded question. Okay. And <laughs> how just, Jake, many? If like, I if I kicked you, it means I'm comfortable with you. You weren't <laughs> kicking me. <laughs> no, you, uh, to be fair, you didn't kick me once. So you came into the room. You're like, I love New York. Fell on the bed and we're out. Like an hour later, you're just slamming your legs on the bed, like just like stomping hey, around. Hey, restless leg syndrome is not a joke. This was a lot of people suffer from it. This was every year. This was like trying to do jumping jacks in his sleep. Yeah, restless <laughs> legs. 
I was so you get to realize like how solid like, Charles is when he's asleep and or drunk and asleep. He was dead. Like I literally was like punching him. Like, dude, wall. just wake up! <laughs> yeah. Stop kicking. Have you ever wondered what the Great Wall of China would look like if you condensed it into five six? It's Charles. Charles, what it is? <laughs> did you wake up at all in the middle of the night to DJ just like sit upright staring at you? Uh, yes, absolutely. Oh, that was so definitely so DJ. Actually, to his credit, he even does this when he doesn't have to. And mm-hmm. thank you, DJ. That's a very sweet guy. He is the loudest snorer in this side of the Don and Dixon line. Fact. He is he is the loudest man I've ever heard in my life. But if he sits up in bed and leans against the wall, he doesn't snore. So it leads to a very awkward him just, just sitting there, laser-eyed on you, sleeping like a goat. I say that because of so, the goats that the narcoleptic goats. So, so to be fair, as long as we're airing our sleeping grievances, uh, Lucas also snores, and he he's like he's an immediate snorer. Like you can wake him up, and there's a brief respite where he's like, and then <laughs> he's right back asleep, and he's hey, you right know what? back snoring. There's no. We gap. had no problem sleeping together no. for your bachelor party. We no. slept like angels all night. <laughs> two two sleepers over here. In I my defense, that's why I'm until I start getting physically assaulted. Yeah, that's why I'm going to sleep with Lucas because I can physically I have... assault him and he and wake him up and he'll snore <laughs> and, and then I'll. I have a medical him. condition. It's I have a system. deviated septum. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, for that is just keep getting fights and get punched in the nose yeah. till it redeviates. Undeviated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have broken my nose a few times, so uh, I would never know from looking at you. You know what? Just when I look at you, when I look right at you, boom! That is the cleanest Owen Wilson nose I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. It's it's Compliment. pretty smooth on the top. It doesn't really look like it's been. It's busted. been straightening itself out. Do you do the cool Mike Tyson thing? The uh, I did once when uh, so when I lived with Ashley Seagard, her boyfriend uh, at the time said he had training in this kind of stuff. Before can I just he had can I just say can we no longer? So there's a few not mentions on my personal podcasts. Can we forever eradicate Ashley Seagard's boyfriends from things to talk about? Just be like Ashley Seagard's and then trail off and never say her boyfriends. When I lived I with Ashley, to out what this whole thing meant. <laughs> Seagard and a man that she lived with. Yeah, there was a, there <laughs> was you. a man that was in our vicinity when I lived with Ashley Seagard that uh, he had done like MMA and stuff like that and. Yeah. Uh, I, we were doing some parkour on the commons, and there was a little mishap. <laughs> when they say and... doing some parkour, they meant literally hopping curbs. It was <laughs> just so we're clear. It was not graceful. And uh, I had fallen, and, and Matt was behind me, and he kicked me in the face and definitely broke my nose. Yeah. Uh, and then we got back to the house, and I was like, you think it's broken? And Matt was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that has to be reset. And so this man that was in our vicinity uh, said, I've done this before. And he reset my nose in the bathroom mirror and blood immediately started just like pouring out of my nose again. And I was just like, this guy gets nosebleeds like you wouldn't believe. Completely unprovoked. I will just be sitting there watching TV and then suddenly it's like, well, pint of blood's now coming out of my nose. You got one in the city, didn't you? I remember that. Yeah, you got one in New York City. Did I? It wasn't that It wasn't that bad. At Con, no, you plugged it up and we're just like, it's fine. I would have forgotten about it if we hadn't. Um, Last aside, I just want to ask Lucas. Lucas, do you remember when we went to uh, 
New York, uh, New York City. We went to Ithaca with my brother Andy in the middle of the night, and I think Brody. We yeah. went with Andy and someone, and my brother forced us to climb up and down the parking garage center where we had mm-hmm. to climb and like jump and climb and yep. jump. I don't know why we did that, but Andy's an idiot, and that's pro- that's all I got. <laughs> I think if I think Gimma was with us. Gimma, Katie. Yeah. No, no, the only times we've ever had Katie with us was that time we were driving Andy's blazer and the battery oh, died. Oh, that's right. You yeah, said no, that Brody, was, this so was I thought... like This was like midnight. The parking garage was yeah. shut down, and Andy was like, climb it. And we were like, okay. And we we just did started, it, too. Ah, we did the, We went up and all the way back down. He wasn't letting <laughs> us in the car otherwise. It was the whole thing. All right, parkour, parkour. let's go on a brief musical hiatus, and we'll be back shortly. We'll figure it out as time goes on. Uh, we're back from our hiatus. Who is first? I got very confused in that. Jake. Jake's first. Yeah, so I, I had follow-up. a quick follow-up to the what's the one thing you will always order. Right. The um, For me, like, what is what is a food item that will just make or break an experience? So double food items? Yes. It was, it okay. was, it was, a, follow- <laughs> so it was a follow-up. It's almost a food podcast. We're, 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 like, we're almost a food podcast. Yeah. Like, if it, if, <laughs> we're not almost. We're a food podcast at this point. I'm going to start tagging it so, as a food podcast. So I had a different one, but it would have brought That's up fair. some unmentionable topics for this podcast. So I can do that one instead if you we want. We have unmentionables? Yeah. you talking about boontang? <laughs> Did you say boontang? <laughs> yeah. All right, so hold on. I'm a big fan of words coming back. Like, for example, I'm trying to bring pansy back. I think that's a term that needs oh, to be yeah. used more. Uh, I love calling women biddies. But it never once it occurred to me that Poontang was back on the table. I never in my life. I don't think it was ever. Well, on the on the contrary, not once has it occurred to me that it was off the table. That's hey, you know what? That's I really, really don't think it was ever on the table. That's fair. Uh, you know what? I want to know what this one is, so I'll burn through this really quickly, like real. Oh, which one was gonna bring up like an unmentionable topic? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to know what it is. So, well, we got to get okay. through this topic first. We have to address the okay. question at hand. What did you so say? It, it was what is like an item that like if it is bad at a restaurant, you're just never going back. Egg roll done. That, that was that was exactly mine. Mine's the egg roll. Like if I get a bad egg roll at a Chinese restaurant, I don't care if everything else they have is fucking fantastic. Yeah. I am. I'll deal that with place, a that mid. Dead to me. I'll deal with a mid egg roll. Like if it's fine, I'll deal with that. But if it's mm-hmm. bad, if I bite into it and I go no, like I'm have out. you ever had one of those egg rolls that has like the really like dark, dark green stuff in it? Well, you're lucky. The dark green. No, I've never had dark green either. Yeah. Actually, it's disgusting. Mm. All right, you boys. I'd probably go for rice. Like all rice. <laughs> just rice. <laughs> just any version of rice that's ever existed. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess for me, if, and I, if I order a medium rare burger and it comes to me well done, yeah. get out of here. So that right I, there, that's I something like, me, like the burger. I'll give the place a second chance. Like that could have just been a bad day, yeah. a bad order. But like the egg roll, like that's they, they make that in bulk. That egg roll is yeah, always gonna yeah, be bad. That's true. That's for true. me. This is a pretty diner exclusive experience. But if I order anything with eggs at a diner and it comes in like all sloppy and gross, and they fuck up the eggs, I'm probably not going to that diner again. No, I, I, I agree with that. That's a good one. 
eggs ain't bad. I I I never order eggs that can be messed up. If that makes sense, like I'll never be. People are like this all the time. Even Franny's like this. Like, oh, I like a over medium, not over easy. <laughs> like sunny side up, but set. Like all that bullshit. I'm like, no. If I'm getting eggs, it's gonna be like an omelet or like yeah. fried. Like cook that shit through because I don't trust you. Know, I'm I like them. About- I like them over easy. That's how I like. Yeah. My I'm eggs. gonna say something about eggs. And if I go to a restaurant, I order, order scrambled eggs. And they give me that shit that Gordon Ramsay makes. No, never in my life. I'm, British I'm eggs leave, are gross. I'm leaving. No, British eggs are gross. It's okay. Uh, Charles, what's your no-no? Eggs, you said? Uh, that's it. That's the eggs. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, what's the one that's a no-no? Oh, I got to so, know. So the one that I, I got to know what the no-no. So my topic was going to be like, what is like two sitcoms that you wish crossed over? And what would be your, uh, oh, what, I... what would be your like elevator pitch for that show? And mine was going to be Scrubs and Community. That was mine. I told you that in the what? chat, in confidence. Not We're not allowed boys, to talk about community yours. on this podcast. Yeah, yeah community's on this. Exactly. Right. That's, why I didn't, that's why I didn't bring it, because I was going to start talking about you know community, and Kevin would have lost his shit. It's over. We're moving on. I hate Scrubs that. and community would be interesting. I'd like to see Seinfeld and you know, Always you know, Sunny. My whole Wait, what did pitch? you say? Seinfeld and what? And It's Always, always sunny. sunny. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that could, that's I'd weird. No, that's weird. Hold on, I want to. It would be, it would be weird, but imagine it's always what the show would be, right? Yeah, a little bit. So imagine the it's always sunny crew, and they burst into, they're doing all their ridiculous shit, and then they encounter the normal people that is the Seinfeld crew, and they're doing ridiculous shit, and the Seinfeld crew's like, "What is happening here?" You know, or you get a you get Kramer in that mix. Here's my problem with the mix? crossover there is because when you're talking about a show that is so essentially located, the 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 heart of the show has a location, has a spot. It makes it a lot. This is why I thought the new girl Brooklyn Nine-Nine crossover had so much potential. It's the entirety of a city. They get mm-hmm. to enjoy the entirety of a city and have fun. So when you talk about Seinfeld, Jerry's apartment, and when you talk about uh, uh, It's Always Sunny, the pub, the the crossover episode, I'd have a lot of trouble believing both A, the crew got into that apartment building, or B, the Seinfeld crew decided to go to an Irish pub. Both of those things are a little too far. Well, so so there's a there's another centralized location in Seinfeld. They're always uh, going to that coffee shop where they get their lunch, they get their breakfast. Sometimes they just pop mm-hmm. in for a coffee. The It's Always Sunny crew rarely lives, uh, leaves Philadelphia because Charlie's afraid to leave the city. Uh, but right. occasionally they do knock him out and then bring him to other locations. They knock him out. They bring him uh, to New York. They go into this coffee shop. Jersey. Like, oh, you know, they're all janked up and they're like, oh, come on. Blah, 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 you know, the way that they are. And all I was thinking... Can you imagine just a scene with Danny DeVito and with George Costanza? That would be... I don't think they'd go right. to that diner. I don't think they'd go to I'll... that diner. A lot of people compare the two shows and their dynamic, uh, but I was thinking like of a scenario where like Jerry had a uh, set in Philadelphia and everybody went to watch his set or whatever, and they went to a pub afterwards and they like, you know, run into the gang. Yeah. I, I, I can see that. Like, yeah, yeah. Jerry's doing like a, a comedy show and then the gang just fucks it up. No, no. Yeah. Jerry does a comedy show at the pub. Oh, there you oh. go. Perfect. That'd be good. That'd All right, good. I'm back on board. I was off, <laughs> and I'm back on board. That would be awesome. So uh, the 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 pitch that I had. For, no, I'm we're not, not, not allowed to talk, to talk about, about community. No. All right, it would have been a great episode. Though. I know pop, the pitch, pop. and they'll hear about it later. Oh, but so the I, have to, I have to wait till is... Comic Con to tell them my, my pitch. Yes, exactly. All right, All right uh, 
Moving right on, Lucas. Well, hold on. What's your, I want to pitch mine top? now, just because I think it's too easy. It's an easy one. It's just what came to mind. I want to see uh, a regular show get into some absolute nonsensical bullshit and end up in the world of Ooh in Adventure Time. That's it. It's to be super easy. It's been a dream of mine for a long time. Yeah. Both have multiversal bullshit that happens, extraterrestrial bullshit. It'd be super easy. It's not even worth talking about, but that's what came to mind. If we are going DBZ uh, or anime, DBZ Yu Yu Hakusho would be a good crossover too. That would be terrible. I feel I like everyone to. in DBZ would just clown on. Yeah, there'd be no, there'd be no crossover. Yeah. There'd be a right, clown. Like, I, I feel like Krillin beats anyone in Yu Yu Hakusho. So, so yeah. let's say Dragon Ball in Yu Yu Hakusho. No, still not good enough. I still, still think Yamcha okay. would give a lot of those guys a run for their money. Yeah, you really think that Master Roshi isn't gonna flex literally like he did in Dragon Ball <laughs> all over them? <laughs> It's not even a competition. <laughs> towards towards the end of Yu Yu Hakusho, Yusuke was like a DBZ character that couldn't fly. Yeah, towards the end of. GBZ was that from the jump. Here's what I'm saying. And, and I mean Hakusho, this one. Beginning of Dragon Ball Z. Not just because I'm a super fan, which I am. One Piece would cross over with Yu Yu Hakusho way better. Oh, that would be really interesting, actually. I take it Those back. Would, You're right. Seeing, seeing, seeing Kurama match up with someone like robin they're both like that stoic sexy per- character that's like very powerful but doesn't use it until they need it that would be awesome mm-hmm. seeing he and zoro demon sword versus three sword oh, style are yeah. you kidding me seeing luffy laugh his ass off that kuwabara is trying so I thought, hard I thought like, would fight sanji school bar and sanji that would be good that would be Wow. That's a good crossover. That would just be a hilarious fight. Like, change my answer. And then some girl would just walk by and they just both lose. Yeah, they would both. Their noses I'm, would start. I'm happy it. with where we landed on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board with that. That's great. Uh, all right. Clipping right along. Uh, Got to move into our next topic. Lucas, hit us with yes. the topic that you had. So yeah. speaking of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I had a recent encounter with uh, one of the actors from that show. Oh, uh, right. right. I, I met uh david uh david hornsby david hornsby uh he stayed at the campground that i i maintained he he plays cricket he plays rickety cricket and a big uh, actor in his own right there's a mind the sounds of fumbling over audio it's the cat it's my cats trying to hit my microphone but anyway uh there was a mixed reaction uh, that really surprised me because uh, me, I'm sitting here thinking like, dude, this guy, I wouldn't have known if my boss didn't point it out, but I, I saw him eating breakfast and it just seemed like another normal family enjoying their vacation. I wasn't going to bother them. And my, my boss is a huge fan and he was like, dude, how do I ask for an autograph or like a picture or something like that? And, and I'm like, leave the guy alone. He's on vacation with his family. I- I actually have had multiple, so the most important one was Jeff and I went to Comic-Con in Rhode Island specifically to see a uh, Clerks 3 panel, and we went to eat at the Movies pop-up. Movies is the store from, and Kevin Smith, uh, Randall, whose guy's name I don't know who he is. Uh, Brian. No, Brian O'Halloran. No, no, Randall. It's uh... It's the other one. Yeah. Anyways, he was there. Uh, uh, Jason Mewes was obviously there. And Elias, the guy who played Elias in Clerks 2, right. they were five feet from us while we're sitting there eating our movies burger. And Jeff, my friend, who is... So I think we're both, like, similar super fans, but when it comes to, like, 
emotional attachment. He was like having trouble holding it together, and he's like, "We got to get a picture of something." I was like, "He put Kevin Smith as his sexy or his, yeah. the, the number yeah. one that he would go gay yeah. for." Nice. And I was like, "Leave them." Like Kevin Smith is very open about come to me, say anything you want, whatever. And I was still like, "He's just a guy. Mm-hmm. Let him be a guy. Like yeah. let him live the life of a guy. I don't want to do this. Like just." I wouldn't mm-hmm. want this, and he doesn't want, like, he says he does, but he doesn't want this. Christy had a really similar experience to that, too. Like, do any of you, if any of you guys have played, like, Blizzard games, like, yeah. you might know who Chris Metzen mm-hmm. is. No? Diablo 2? Uh, he probably voiced some of that. He, he's the, he's yeah, the, he like, probably. Like, in Warcraft and stuff, he's the voice of Thrall. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah and he, he likes Warcraft. Yeah. And he was, like, a big, like, story developer. Liked Warcraft, sorry. But, so, like, we were at BlizzCon and Chris Metzen was right in front of us at the time. He's like he was like the biggest person in Blizzard Entertainment. And yeah, Chris was, was what, like, like six years like ago, seven, eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Chrissy was just like losing her mind. Like she like couldn't believe this guy was in front of him to the point that he noticed her like losing it. <laughs> and he just like was like, "Hey, you guys want a picture or something?" He was, hey. he was just like the nicest guy. <laughs> You're being real weird right now. I just want to get so, this out of the way. I realized that like, you know. I'm a fan of Always Sunny. I'm a fan of Rickety. The, Hold on, the paint where you work first. Uh, I work at a glamp site. So this is uh, this is a campsite where there are canvas tents on wooden platforms. They are fully furnished with electricity in some of them. Some of them don't have electricity. This is a, I mean, it's like $270 a night to stay here. So We're in a hotel. A, well, Not you want to hotel get... at a Comic-Con. True. <laughs> uh so it's like a way to get away for you know into nature but also have all the amenities of you know so rich people can camp too or something i'm not entirely sure what the appeal is but um, uh i I get the appeal it's like that half and half it's like what i personally rally against but i totally see the appeal of like a disconnect from the physical but not from the like uh yeah the comfort choices and it, it wasn't in, it wasn't until like he got he had gotten a boomerang stuck in a tree that we had to get for him. So <laughs> was he like, playing com- by himself with a boomerang? No, he had children. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. Was, was he throwing the boomerang for himself when it got stuck in a tree? No, I think he was with his kids in the in the. Okay, I'm just curious. Uh, I'm just, hey, area. that's an important distinction. Were you trying to figure and, out uh, like Rickety Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, like, my my thought was, like, you know, okay, this is organic. We can establish a conversation here because this happened organically. So I felt better about it. But I believe there would be some celebrities that I might freak out about. Like, if I met anybody from the cast of Critical Role, I'm, I would definitely have that panic moment. That's a hilarious but one to choose, no offense. My point um, is that if you were to meet a celebrity outside of like a con or like a, an area where you knew they were going to be you know you met them in the wild uh you're like shopping at target and they're buying orange juice right like because like, celebrities don't drink pepsi <laughs> they drink <laughs> orange juice in my mind right how how do you react to that situation do you do you capitalize on that moment or do you let so them live i can lives? tell you exactly how i react because that happened to me so do any of you guys watch supernatural yeah yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, I don't. I don't know why okay. I said yes. I don't. Were you saying yes for I them? Have, I was I just have saying watched. yes I, I have it, watched because I know what you're talking about, yeah. so I was just So guessing. me and a friend of mine went to a uh, Carolina Panthers game down at, in Carolina, and we went to Hooters the night before, and no lie, sitting right next to me at the table was Jared Padalecki, the guy that plays uh, Sam, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I don't fucking know what to do with this. Like, I like... <laughs> I, 
I literally like didn't talk that's to the guy. Him. That's him. Cause like I, I, at first I just saw like, like I saw like people coming up and taking pictures. I'm like, that's just kind of fucking weird. Like I didn't recognize him at first. And then I thought, oh, like he's taking pictures with the wait time. He's just one of those guys taking pictures with the Hooters girls. Being a, yeah, being a perv. And no, it was the other way around. I was like, I saw when he was fucking leaving. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I was right next to this guy. He didn't even fucking know who he was at first. And I immediately recognized him when he turns to me. So I've had a handful of these and I'm going to interpret it a separate way. So I've had a handful, like they've all happened at cons because I go to a lot of cons and uh, two of the big ones was one, we were walking down the aisle and I bumped shoulders with um, the son of the man who made American Werewolf in London, Landis. He became, he's a pervert now. He lost his whole career. He probably always has been. John Landis is the guy who made American Werewolf in London, his son, Mm. Max. So Max Landis is a big time, well, he was a big time director. He made this show, uh, Dirk's Gently Holistic Detective Agency based off of Douglas Adam books. Anyways, Patrick's favorite filmmaker at the time, not his favorite, but a a big one. I bumped shoulders with him and I went, hey, Pat, there's Max Landis. And Pat is, you guys know Pat now. Luke doesn't know him yet. Lost his shit. You know, he's a very antsy person, very anxious. And I was like, whatever. That night, we were leaving Comic-Con, or or we're leaving our hotel to go back to Comic-Con, and Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance is standing there, which is what I know him from. Gerard Way is also a very accomplished comic book writer of some very good books, like obviously Umbrella Academy is a big one. Yeah. And I just, like, while walking, and Gerard heard me, I went, hey, that's Gerard Way. And, you know, Gerard, like, looked whatever. Patrick is, like, double-taking, like, no, no, no. I was like, Pat, that was Gerard Way. So Pat walks back. Loses his mind, gets a picture with Gerard. I was like, whatever. Um, we're in the we're in the uh, elevator. That same con, that con was electric. Mm-hmm. That same con, we're in the elevator, and uh, Scott Snyder, writer of one of the greatest Batman uh, series ever, is in the and elevator. A lot of with things. Us. Just a same lot of hotel things. room with us, or same same wow. hotel as us, same elevator. And and I just go, hey Pat, isn't that Scott Snyder? And he goes, that's fucking Scott. Snyder. Like he says it so loud. That's fucking Scott Snyder. And Scott turns around. He's like 5'5", five, five, like <laughs> tiny dude. He just goes, hey. And I'm just like, hey, man, I just read Endgame. It was awesome. He goes, all right, thanks. And Patrick is like, uh, uh, yeah, it was really good. You know, he's doing his whole life. Yeah. I had not had that reaction so far with any celebrity I've been close to. However, legitimately, I think if I got within proximity of Brett Favre, I would clam up. Oh, because of, that's an interesting like, one. Much like how Lucas feels about ramen noodles. I have a long-term emotional attachment to Brett Favre. Uh, he's the reason They're I'm a They're basically fan. the same thing. When, yeah. yeah, it's like the same thing. When I was a kid, I watched him win the Super Bowl. My dad claims that I was very excited about it. Obviously, I was five. I don't know. But throughout my, from five to 25, when he stopped playing, Brett Favre was my guy. I think he's the one celebrity that I would be like, and no other football player would make me do this. I could, like, walk up to LeBron James and just be like, sup, LeBron. Brett Favre, I think, would be like, I'm done. I can't. I can't, like, react. He's my favorite football player of all time, hands All time. He sent his penis to, to newscasters. That's dope. That's fine. Sure. I've sent my penis to worse. You have sent your <laughs> penis to worse. That's a pretty big fact there. So. <laughs> So, uh, so I've not really had uh, much in the way of celebrity encounters. The closest thing I had was uh, there's a UFC fighter who got banned a bunch of times, uh, John Bones Jones. I've told oh, him about God. Bones Jones, and now he's from John our area. Bones. I've so, ran uh, into him a few he times. He was, at the height of his career, he was 
a very very big uh ufc fighter and, and he was very he, was, he is celebrity. arguably the greatest of all time even still despite being a piece of shit he just he had the reach he had the moves he had everything but uh, but he is a piece of shit so anyway uh he had been banned at this point he was out of the ufc and uh we are at mooney's uh which is a bar in ithaca and i knew that he was from the area but i didn't think i would ever see him and I saw because yeah, he was from guy. Vestal, which in terms of where it is, is the exact opposite direction of Spencer. So I so I see this guy and I go Endicott, whatever that that guy looks like John Bones Jones. And he turns around and he's wearing a shirt that says John Bones Jones. And I was and I was like, that's John Bones Jones. And that's the only time I've seen a celebrity. <laughs> But you handled yeah. it like a champ. Yeah, I wasn't. Like, I, I wasn't I, like starstruck. I was just like, that yeah. looks like well, him. So that and was the question. Was what is the one that would make you? I don't. I've never been starstruck either. But I. Oh, was I that know the question? That. What was the one that would? That's how I, I interpreted yeah, it. Yeah, I thought yeah, you, yeah. you just asked how you would react in a situation. I thought. Well, rickety, I, I wouldn't react at all. So I. Right. That's what like, I'm saying. Is like rickety. I wasn't starstruck. But like, if I if I in, in, enacted or as uh, his interacted with. Uh, like critical any of the role. critical role cast, I would. Matt Mercer. I would, Let's I just say Matt cry. Mercer. You love. I Matt might cry. Mercer. Yeah. Donald uh, Glover. I'd probably lose my shit if I met. See. Oh my I, gosh, I love Donald Glover, but too. I feel like I think the um, public perception of the celebrity is what plays into me so big because mm-hmm. Donald Glover would just be like, "Sup," mm-hmm. like he wouldn't care. Like he yeah. wouldn't be like, "Stay away." Well, maybe I guess I should say he wouldn't be like, "Stay away from me" or "Come over here." He would just be like. Sup? Chris yeah. has a friend who dated him in uh, NYU. Really fricked up? Yeah. That's why. Really fr- Actually, uh, no. Yeah. Didn't really fricked up. If they had stayed together, I bet he wouldn't be Donald Glover. <laughs> so you know what? Good well, on her. Still I'm, I'm, he would I'm having Glover. trouble. I'm having trouble picturing myself in a scenario meeting somebody. I don't know how I would react. I, I don't have a reaction. I yeah. have a... Uh, hold on. Lucas, let's think of everything we know about Charles. Who do you think he would react the most like strongest the lead too. singer of third eye blind he loves third eye it's third <laughs> b-side does. band you don't get it so no, you just don't the, get it but the thing about uh as far as celebrities i'd like to meet the most probably dave grohl from the foo fighters because he's he one seems of the like coolest. He'd be just, just such a cool guy like, that's he what, like he's, he's, one, guy. he's no, one of the coolest that makes meet. it too easy to make so like for example if i saw anthony kiedis i'd just walk yeah. up to anthony kiedis that's a guy who i'd be like i want to talk to him it's it's about picking that celebrity oh. that changes it on you i i have a celebrity i would have trouble uh reacting to yes if i if i walked into walmart and i saw kevin spacey grabbing some orange juice <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 be, no 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 i would the, become i would be very concerned around he, no he, that is canceled for that, that i would be i would be incredibly choice. concerned you'd wonder why he's in the candy section that is that is I, the your worst. first choice though i do have a story my sister-in-law worked uh she was in the army and she was in the medical unit and they invited her to a dinner at the white house and when she showed up, the Foo Fighters were supposed to perform at this dinner at the White House. This is during the Obama presidency. And uh, they were giving her Obama. a tour. And uh, she saw a bunch of people playing volleyball. There were kids and everything. They just looked like normal people. And uh, they ended up joining the tour and like listening to this, this uh, lady give a speech about you know what's going to happen and the schedule and everything. And Dave Grohl comes up next to her and just kind of looks down at her and just is like who thought i'd ever be here and Which, like 
<laughs> she was just, she didn't know what to do. She just was like, you're fucking Dave. Which is which is really funny because uh you I can I listen to his autobiography. I, I, uh, I listened to Dave Grohl's autobiography really recently, and I can pinpoint the exact moment he was at the White House. He says the exact same thing. He's like, I never thought I would be there. Just what it's what's on his mind. He's like trying to tell Lucas's sister. He's like, oh, oh I have one other one. I have one other one. And it's very obviously me as well. I would I don't care about any of the actors in the office. But if Steve Carell was in my vicinity, <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. That'd yeah. be a big one for me, too, Yeah, actually. Steve Carell would be a hard stop for me. I'd be like, hey, John Krasinski, how you doing being uh, Mr. Fantastic? And, hey, Dwight, how are you doing with Isn't he your now? career? Who? Dwight. No, Dwight's still awesome. I thought I saw something where he was, like, posting, like, some real oh, shitty he, stuff. Oh, he might have. I don't know. In terms oh, it was, like, of, like, real shitty, like, I think it was, like, some real shitty, like, abortion stuff. Oh, yeah. that's a shame. That's very. Tough. I don't care about Lucas that stuff. Hates abortion. He wants women to deal with it. That was his words. Not <laughs> we're not a. That we're is not a political. Not what I said. We're You're doing not it, a, Charles. We're not a political podcast. You're doing it. Um, uh, that uh, is what he said, by the way. Um, not what I said. Yeah. So, uh, all right, Charles, take not, us into our final podcast. icebreaker. All right, this is a quick one. It's just, it's just another goofy one. Uh, if you died and went to hell what would your personal hell be? And I'll give you mine to give you time to chew it over for a minute. Mine would be eternally be running into casual acquaintances into in the grocery store who ask me how things have been going. That would be my <laughs> personal hell. <laughs> so, like, you turn and you go into an aisle and you run into some dude you went to high school with that you intentionally didn't stay in contact that's with. That's such and like, a trendy... A that's a Tumblr answer. You just yeah. did a Tumblr answer. Well, so... <laughs> The, the thing about it is is that this happens to me often, and I'm running into people, and I don't want to talk to them, and they see me, and I can see them seeing me, and I'm like, ah, fuck. And then they walk over, and they're like, hey, man, how's how, what you doing for work now? I can't explain what I do for you work. Know what? You know what that makes me think of? That may, have any of you guys seen that movie by the Seth Rogen crew called uh, Back From Hell to Hell, From Hell, something like that? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a claymation movie. And one of the bits in that movie is they're at the, they're at an amusement park, a ride takes them to hell. They have to deal with it. One of the bits in that movie is like a five minute aside, like a family guy level aside where a bunch of, uh, uh, damned souls are walking up to demons and the demons go, Hey, what'll it be? This is a Taco Bell pizza hut. And they go, Oh yeah, I would love a Crunchwrap Supreme. And the, the demon goes, yeah, it's only pizza right here. And he goes, well, then why is it a Taco Bell pizza? And he goes, welcome to hell. <laughs> like, that's what it is. Your hell is just like, hey, no, yeah, no, well, no so, vanilla ice cream. Welcome to hell. So, so, so I want you to delve a little bit deeper into this. And uh, most of what hell is in most interpretations is repetition of something that's, no, that's true. Of you. That's so this true. Is, well, that's... this is eternal tedium of you turn into an aisle. Somebody walks over. Hey man, how's it going? What you doing for work these I days? I don't think then you go the to the next aisle. Yeah, and again, but your and again, reaction forever. of your reaction of, ah oh, shit! I don't think exacerbates to the point but, of yeah. this is hell. Well, so there's, <laughs> there's more be. to it for me. I'm like shifting around uncomfortably. I'm like, clearly, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, so I'm not I've seen questioning it your yeah, discomfort. Lucas 
I'm not questioning your discomfort because I do know how you how you are with the. I'm not saying that that's not hell. It makes like, me different. It makes me a different person. I'm like looking around. That, I'm like trying to figure out how to get out. So you know what it makes me think of because you use a good point: repetition and reliving a shitty thing. It makes me think of the show Lucifer. Have any of you here watched the show? Uh, Lucifer? I I have seen a bit of it, but not enough so to know. So it what you're shows about. what personal hell is like over and over again for different people, and some are more extreme than others, and some are kind of like low key like what you're saying and yet i still i still feel like for you hell would be like waking up on the edge of a skyscraper about to fall off that's a way worse hell than you being like oh uh uh, yeah. uh hey how's it going uh chris winch uh is everything good like that's not hell for you dude. <laughs> i don't know you just said that and i pictured both of those things and they seem pretty equivalent in my mind <laughs> All right, all you right. might say the same thing about mine. Luke's connection issues are absolutely That's, that's all of our personal hell right now. Is Luke's <laughs> My Luke's connection hell issues. is attempting to do a podcast with Lucas. <laughs> and, it's, and every time you get into a bit, he breaks yeah. it. You know how much like I love minutes. bits. <laughs> and he keeps pulling the bits out from under me. All right, all right, Lucas, all right. jump so, in. I yeah. had mine pretty immediately, which was... Pretty much, so it would be My every meal I order, like I, I get like a sandwich every meal and everyone just has mayonnaise on it. He does oh, not. Remember, hold on. We terrible. talked about this on the podcast where I asked what was the thing you like that no one around you liked. These motherfuckers out here won't eat mayo and they're all idiots. I no. say that. For me, it is just. No, they're heroes. Plain, they're personal heroes just, of mine. It is Shut plain up, mayo like on a sandwich. Like I'm fine with mayo-based sauces. Like, you know, like. <laughs> Like all that stuff, I, I can live with that. If I could but, reduce every single like all that slightly stuff. viscous liquid in this house to just mayo, I'd be a happy man. I was gonna say, I'll throw mayo on stuff. Thirty years of my won't. life to be able to take a bite of a sandwich that surprisingly has mayo and not immediately want to throw up. One one thing. So I used to I used to make breakfast sandwiches, and you know you put like egg or you put your eggs on there, you put some cheese or whatever, you put some butter on a bagel. I would throw mayonnaise on it. It'd be good. You lost me. Now it we have is, now we yeah. have warm mayo. Warm mayo yeah, is warm mayo is better than room temp slash cold mayo. Totally agree. Totally agree. I, I I did I did make a Craig one time a, a friend that we work with here who uh, I made him like almost nauseous when I told him that pudding is just sweet mayo. That's true. Although oh you gosh, fought me on hollandaise pudding. being hot mayo. So, yeah, I did. Hollandaise. Those are the same levels of no, absurdity. No, hollandaise is that's. Gross. No, you can't. You can't not. Yeah, it's that. gross. I like how. So uh, my Lucas, my personal hell? hell would be is I was trapped in a room with a TV that I couldn't destroy, turn off, or break, and it just repeated The Office constantly. That is Kevin's life. Wow, what do you know? You just got kicked <laughs> off with Nutty Buddies. I hope you had a good time. That was literally it. Like I think it's just like there's the past, a, like two years it changed where you would walk into Kevin's house here it, and it was just the it office. It only on. changed yeah. because Netflix removed it. Yeah. That's not my choice. Uh, so there's a. I mean, most channels uh, actually got access to it now. If you just watch basic cable on my Hulu, I don't. you could definitely. Watch I don't it. pay for anything. Uh, I got nothing. Just borrow my Hulu, man. Uh, I do. So, Yours, Hulu's the one yeah, I'm using. Not in the same zip code. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's that. Um, so I used to watch The Office at uh, Emmeline's house, which is my friend Garrett's sister, somebody that we all know. Uh, Lucas and Garrett. Not Mosier's wife? Garrett's sister is. is what we're going with? Okay. 
Just well, curious. she was Garrett's sister before she was Mosher's wife. Yeah, but um, Mosher was our friend way more than Garrett was. The pool is still open on that collapsing, so. True, so, good point, moving on. So <laughs> to Just a solid point is all. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm betting on him. Uh, so, <laughs> just, so we're watching The Office over there. However, Lucas is reacting, because uh, he calls it cringe humor. He thinks it's difficult to watch. It is Garrett, cringe humor. Garrett is actively falling apart when he's watching it like michael will say something and it's like ha 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 garrett is grabbing his hair and he's like oh my god oh my this god this is no. the pinnacle oh of my humor god, no, <laughs> no garrett's he's, no, right the opposite no he's it's the he's opposite. like i can't watch this right now he's like I can't it's making him he uncomfortable he's like that's people can't point. treat people that way this that, is that's wrong how christy is when she's watching a show and she knows something yeah. like super cringe or awkward is about to happen. She's like, I can't watch that. And I literally she can't. likes Park and Rec, which she is the extreme Park, version of that. I hate Parks like, and Rec, We're watching too. The Shit's Creek now. And, and that one's brutal with it. Yeah. And she was just like, I know I this Schitt's is about Creek. to happen. I can't I like watch this. Schitt's like Creek. something yeah. shitty's it's about good. to happen. Shit's Creek's great, but it's in, it's taking extreme cringe humor farther. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's just, it, it is pretty intense sometimes. The cringe, the cringe of Michael Scott is like no, so no, no, egregious. no, no. We addressed this earlier today. You are the hipsteriest hipster. I've accused Charles of it. He's accused me of it. You are ten stages farther than both of us. Yeah, I accused Lucas of it when he didn't want to be a woman and do yeah. a woman's voice on Dungeons and Dragons his, with four other thirty-year-old no, dudes no, who would all exact, play women together. His exact words were, "Women are stupid, and I don't respect them." Those oh were his my god! Those gosh. were his words. Is that why he wants them to be forced to have kids? That's what he wants. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's oh not a political podcast. Not, not a political podcast. So, uh, my personal <laughs> hell. I have two. I have two personal hells. One is the very literal. Because you guys all went with bullshit answers, I'm gonna have a bullshit answer. Not Jake, his is real. <laughs> but <was>. my real, <laughs> my real actual hell. Mayonnaise, be... mayonnaise is real. That's you that never see my guttural response to mayonnaise. You have no idea how mad I get at him when we go to a restaurant. He orders a burger, it has mayo, and he asks for another one. It is, it is my line. I don't do that. But he's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And it's a whole thing. Anyways, I'll support my, you, Jake. My personal hell is twofold. One is I wake up on a boat in the middle of the ocean and there is shark fins around me. Whether they attack me or not is irrelevant. The way I would react to that situation is beyond hell. Two is if Dave Matthews band could not be turned off from the radio. I would kill myself over and over again. If you question this resolve, play it around me, I'll find a gun. I hate (laughs) Dave Matthews band. That would be my brother's like personal heaven. He went, to a, he went to a Dave Madsen band concert last week. I know. Are you telling me he's a stand-up guy? <laughs> Dave is Matthews that what you, my brother? Your brother. <laughs> Dave Matthews is probably Either. fine. He's a sellout indie artist. I don't give a fuck about Dave. Whoa. Your brother. He's been doing good lately. Lately. After, after he traded the drugs this. for the gym, he's been pretty good. That's true. That's a good point. That has but you know what he didn't people. trade? It's been Dave Matthews the whole way through. So weighing it, <laughs> weighing the years against each other, it's not looking good. See, this is this is something. A lot of people have really polarizing views on Dave Matthews' band. You hate it. You love it. Some people will die for Dave Matthews. Some people will die not to hear Dave Matthews. Some uh, people will say, who is Dave Matthews? Some will I, say <laughs> I just I just like him. For I mean, me, he just right. exists. I, I don't... Yeah. I have no polarizing... Like, 
if, I'm, if probably I hear gonna, I'm probably gonna skip a Ants song if it comes marching. on my Spotify just because I don't know it enough to care about it. I don't care about it enough to learn about it. I was I was telling Charles that I'm so familiar with Dave Matthews songs that I could probably sing them perfectly, but I don't know any of the words. And the, <laughs> I think that says more about Dave Matthews than you. <laughs> so just for the record, fuck him. That's what I have to say. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Dave Matthews. <laughs> no, the opposite. The anti-Dave Matthews coalition. ADMC. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this is. I hope he sponsors us out of spite. Not that to would be, be that would be really funny. If Dave Matthews sponsored us, we'd have to take it. We'd have no. to take that money. No. I would I've talked about how I would openly be a sellout for just about anything. If that's my source of income, I ain't doing it. What if it was a lot though? I don't care. I hate Dave Ma- I don't think wow. you're realizing where this is coming from. I think I dislike John Mayer more than I dislike Dave Matthews. I no, can I understand that. I don't agree, but I can totally get that. John Mayer, I, just get, I get, like, Dave Matthews just kind of exists to me. John Mayer, I just feel like, is in a constant well, state of douche. You know what John Mayer did once? Well, he said thing, his man. penis is a Nazi. So, yeah, I would kind of go along the lines of he's a terrible person. Yeah, but... John Mayer has such accomplishments as a Your body a, is a not life. a wonderland, Lucas. He's not singing the, about you. This is after after that nonsense. Have you sampled it? His body might be a I wonderland. I have sampled it more than you know. It, okay. I, okay, I'm enough. over this. I'm, I'm done. How can, I'm done. How can, can a we, penis can we be a Nazi? Out? Can, we, can we phase <laughs> out? I, I'm a penis upset. can't be a Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> he, that doesn't make any talk, sense. He was talking about his... Uh, uh, sexual affinity for women and how he finds ethnic women hot but his dick won't get hard for them that was what, and he said the words of i'm not a racist or a nazi but my penis kind of is he is a bad man it's that simple so i actually kind of agree with him line, he's seen it all like did you John just Mary say you kind of a excuse what <laughs> all right we're out of here we're done with this Luke, Jay, all right take us away play take us, us away. off dave matthews <laughs> well this has been another uh, episode of men and machine nutty buddies nice. i'm jake i'm kevin i'm charles and i'm lucas and uh this has been interesting thanks for listening As you can see, over here we have the men of the machine.